Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 189 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink, food or drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Uh, thank you for waiting for us this evening. If you're watching live, we're live every Wednesday-ish night, <laughs> uh, subject to change at, what, 8.30-ish is when we shoot for? Or we shoot Usually. for 8. Yeah. Usually 8 o'clock. We don't start troubleshooting until 8 o'clock. <laughs> we begin troubleshooting at 8 o'clock. Uh, we are sometime we are sometime we are live sometime after eight, uh, almost every Wednesday ish night. Uh, we'll try to get back to Wednesdays more regularly, maybe I don't know or change days. There's no telling, but here's some news for you. Uh, Embracer Group is at it again. Mega Man movie question mark. Nintendo Online having more issues. What could those be? Final Fantasy VII upgrade news. I think we have a new path to victory included in that. Uh, what did Bandai Namco just trademark? Actual question mark in the news. And we have your January games with gold and PlayStation Plus. And stay tuned after news and games played. And we will go over our favorite games and experiences that we had in 2021. Uh, or as many people know it as the sequel to 2020. Our 2020 season year. Yeah, season two. There we go. That's what it is. Uh, I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee. What's up? The newsmaster and builder. Um, news was light, Brant. Thank you for sparing yes. us this week. We somehow uh, took last week off, so it was nice to not have much accumulate on us. I want to add more to our troubleshooting woes, but it seems like one of us is silent. I'm not sure who it is. Uh-oh. Silent like the hills. And Cesar Concepcion, not silent. Uh, welcome, sir. Let me, see who's, let me see who's bouncing or not bouncing. Might be Brant. Could be me. Know. Brant had that hardware acceleration on. Do we fight with this and potentially break it? All right, I muted Brant. Remember, the thing at one point was mute somebody. Yeah. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to switch back to me. I'm still bugging out. Mic test, mic test. Do we want to do this or just get our recording done? Uh, I don't know who's silent. I need more input from our uh, single viewer. Oh, you can't yeah. tell? Oh, you would know. <laughs> You became silent. I will beat it like Dead Space 2. It's Renee. Renee's always <laughs> here with us. Welcome, Renee. Why would he be silent? All right, I'm making some changes again. I don't see anything from Brant's NDI source or yours, really? Cesar. Nope, Nothing. there was Brant. Cesar, give me something. Hello. Cesar's on there, too. I don't know. I think you guys are good, and we can we can hear it on Skype pretty well. All right, let's knock out this news. Wrap up this year. Bus cuss and discuss. Our year in gaming, we all had together and apart. Uh, first up in news, if I can get there, Embracer Group acquires Dark Horse. That's not usually what they're after, right? Uh, D-I-G-I-C, Perfect World Entertainment, Shiver Entertainment, and Spot Film Media. This news comes from Gumatsu. Uh, I think the biggest bit of this, of course, is Dark Horse. They are the yeah. third, third largest uh, publisher of comic books. They own or control 300 intellectual properties, many of which can build a strong foundation for the future development of transmedia IPs and the opportunity to cross-fertilize IP and strengthen licensing partnerships across PC, console, virtual reality, and mobile. I like the terminology there of uh, cross-fertilize. It's a very marketing-centric term. It's like you're <laughs> breeding corn or something. You're trying to grow corn for the harvest. Like you're trying to use those big words to pull in a potential buyer. Cross-fertilize yeah. our... Uh... Portfolios. There we go. That's that wraps it all up. 
Yeah. Somebody's like, damn, we got to buy them. How much they cost? <laughs> uh, Post closing, Dark Horse will become the 10th operative group of the Embracer group. Uh, is there anything to note about these other people? Perfect World Entertainment? No, I mean, there's, there's Embracer Group has so many moving parts at this part at this at this point. Um, the article we're looking at is is from Gamatsu uh, via Sal Romano. If you want to look over, because they broke down exactly who's acquiring whom and where they're going and things like that. But it just seems like this is a different type of push. Usually they're going more games styled and focused stuff but this is more like we're saying cross fertilization this is different types of media so wait so these are the divisions inside of embracer yes. group that are adding all these people yes. so you have the gearbox entertainment you have Co- coach media coach media it's coach coach it's it's, not... it's german I, I think it is pronounced cock it's Koch media <laughs> it, it, coach... it's, it, it is what you fear it to be i believe can we go with Coach Media? Sure. Yeah. All right, Coach Media. Yeah, it is Germany, <laughs> based in Berlin. Yeah, it, it uh, is, I think it is Cock. Yeah. Okay, Cock Media. Uh, Saber Interactive um, and Shiver Entertainment. So those are all within that umbrella of... Yeah, the, the, the biggest God, thing... I'm confusing as shit. The biggest thing is, like you said, the Dark Dark Horse comics, because, I mean, they got right. a lot of IPs they own. They also license a lot of manga here, but they don't own. But, um, like, they own Hellboy. Uh, so they can oh. make a Hellboy game. There's there's a lot of stuff they do own that. Um, oh, and figures. IPs. Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. want to cut you off. Our figures too. I got two Halo figures from them, and I think my one of my Zelda figures is a Dark Horse one. They've gotten in the plastic game. Hmm. Uh, next up, this comes from The Verge. Netflix is making a live action Mega Man movie. I have not heard or seen anything about this. This is also news to me. This is very new. Very um, new news. Is it going to be the re- recreation of the cover of the first Mega Man game from NES? Probably. <laughs> People drawing Probably. it in real time? <laughs> I would pay to watch that. <laughs> that train wreck. Where's that artist now? That's who we need to get on this show get an interview with. <laughs> I, mean, I remember famously... seeing something somewhere where they discussed about like a video game art and he talked about it and they're like, hey man, I, they described to me what this game was about and this is what I got. I think that's yeah. what he ended up saying. So I was like, uh, I don't think he had, had any like, first hand really I don't think he had any like firsthand looks at it. So if I remember correctly, it's been a while. I don't remember what show I saw it on, but I remember them talking about it. Between a rock man and a hard place. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that one hits i think i'm speechless off of that one actually yeah (laughs) i want to finish this article what kind of movie are we getting i I don't know i'll see is chris pratt in there and i was like oh here we go is he seriously in the movie (laughs) no no (laughs) but it's like the second uh, second uh sentence in that paragraph they're they're just talking about how video game adaptations are getting a lot of uh or video game movies are you know becoming pretty prevalent like we're getting live action halo series you know sonic is getting a uh a sequel uh they say chris pratt is playing mario (laughs) (laughs) and it says technically the mega man movie has been in the works since 2015 um it became a little bit more formal in 2018 uh, that's when I guess Cam, uh, Capcom officially announced 
that they'd be doing a live action film. I'm glad they took three years to like fill around with it before they're like, all right, yeah, let's do this. But yeah, it, it's Longer apparently, than cover art. yeah, I mean, it's look apparently at, just look at the resident evil and the monster hunter movies. Yeah. Oh gosh. So what, yeah, is the, what is the best? I think the verge says it in here. They, they note the Witcher and Castlevania series. Those are the best video game adaptations, right? Would you say so? Yeah, we did, yeah. Finish, we did finish the Witcher season two this past week, and it's very good. Pretty good. Uh, I would argue Double Dragon, but you guys would fight me against it. So <laughs> moving on, even, I'm going to retract my uh, my my one thing out there out there. So oh, I throw Sonic the Hedgehog in there. I think Sonic the Hedgehog belongs. It's pretty good. It, yeah, if if Castlevania and The Witcher are what are they S? Is that how the ranking stuff goes? Then S A B C D all the way down to F. Or Sonic's something. Sonic's in between an A and a B. Okay, it's up there. So A minus, B plus. Yeah, you could watch, you could watch the Witcher or the Castlevania animated series. I think without reverence for the source material and enjoy them. Right? I know yeah. someone who has never played The Witcher and loves both of those seasons. She's upstairs, and <laughs> <laughs> loves both of those seasons. And I think Castlevania is the same way. I mean, there's stuff in there for us, right? The people who not three dudes that play games, but gamers at large that would be more familiar with the property. There's some there's some subtle things in there for us. But the Sonic movie, you really need to have some of that going in, or you need to be five. So those are your prerequisites for the Sonic movie. Some sort of source material recognition, or you eat Play-Doh, possibly. Yeah, and it's like... um. I know I've had this conversation before, but like I literally went to Publix earlier and the cashier, she was telling me like she saw my Uncharted shirt and she's like, oh, I can't wait for that movie to come out. She's like, I never played any of the games. She's like, I kind of want to play the games now <laughs> oh, because the movie's no. coming out. And But she's like, she's I guess she's that age where she's like, she she only knows of Tom Holland and she's like, she's psyched about the, the movie. She's like, I might play the games oh. now. So like whatever Sony's doing, this is what they wanted. So okay. it's, it's working. The game, there that, it is. that that, that uh, Richard collection comes out right when the movie comes out. So there it is. Okay. Yeah. That's the example, and that's it's going to happen, and it's going to turn yeah. people into fans, and the movie's going to do well. The movie will not flop. I just, I just smile. It's like you should play the game. I don't know what to say because I was like, she's never. I was just like, I don't know what the games are. I know there are games, but um, she's like, I'm super excited about this movie though. <laughs> the super it's, deep cut is just to like, kind of casually glance off whatever she commented and said, uh, I'm going to file this under, not a problem. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's your deep cut. I didn't watch that second trailer that came out for it. Did it look good? Did you guys check it out? I haven't either. So, mm, yes, I've seen. I just them. saw a tweet saying second trailer's out. How did it look, Brant? It, it pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I'm still. I think it's odd that it's supposed to take place before pretty much everything in the games, but then there's kind of hints to things that are pulled straight out of the video games. Yeah. So. So that what was the, the Prince what, of Persia issue, right? Didn't Prince of Persia try to straddle that line and it wasn't quite the right thing? I'm I'm playing devil's advocate because I enjoyed the Prince of Persia movie. But um, it's an adaptation. That's all it is. When you look at adaptation, it's, they take something from it and kind of mold it to something different. Because so like, the guy who created Prince of Persia, the original guy did, he, he wrote the script for that movie. So Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Maker? Yeah. Parker. He made sure he wrote that script. That was the way he wanted it done. He didn't want to do a direct. He kind of just took an adaptation of it. So it runs in a browser now too. I meant to send you guys a link. I was 
I saw it on Twitter, and it's like it's just something.js, I believe. And I was like, what the hell is this? And uh, I was playing Prince of Persia for a second, and then I remembered <laughs> me- that it's basically 2D Tomb Raider where you have to like, yeah, you, you don't move right, and you have to line up every single jump perfectly. And I'm like, eh, I'm willing to do it when they put it on the fridge. Let me know. Put it on the fridge. <laughs> Yeah, the fridge version of Prince of Persia. Now, when people walk by, it's like you've just been staring at that fridge for hours. I'm like, fridge I, time. I, I got, I got bridges. I got a gap here. Just let me, let me handle my business. Oh, we get the fridge collection. We get fridge of time, uh, fridge within, <laughs> and two fridges. <laughs> One of them's a dark prince. Yeah, dark, a dark fridge. Prince. Just wait till they put it on Alexa. Mm. Alexa, move forward. Alexa, move forward. Alexa, jump. You can't jump, jump stab, here. Perry. Alexa, jump, move jump back stab, slightly Perry. and try to jump again. <laughs> what were your commands, Cesar? Jump slash Perry. Jump slash Perry. <laughs> Roll I backwards. Felt, you fell to your death. You initially, like, yeah. <laughs> you initially drop down, and then you can either run straight across these platforms. And though I thought there was something past them. There was nothing there. And then the platforms fell. So it's like, shit. And then so you go back to the left and you drop down, you're immediately wounded. And I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> That's as far as I got to the second room. Video games are hard, man. It's a, it's Old a dark, video games are extra hard. It's a Dark Souls of uh, <laughs> side-scrolling platformers. Arabic-themed uh, platformers. Yeah. The Resident it's... Evil of uh, <laughs> side-scrolling platformers. I didn't platformers. run out of ammo. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't find any ammo. You don't even have yeah. any to begin with. <laughs> oh, we need, to, we need to have a master list of Resident Evil of... <laughs> we've played Resident Evil, Resident Evil of Halo. We've played Resident Evil of Gears. <laughs> There's a bunch of them out there. That's that's always my go-to one. It's either the Resident Evil or the Dark Souls or something. I'm like, great. I'm playing the Dark Souls version of this. I'm like, oh, God. Non-stop deaths left and right. Oh, uh, when is this Mega Man thing coming out? Since it's been in development for longer than the Mega Man for 3DS was. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. been it's... in development longer than any any new Mega Man game. <laughs> Where is the state of Mega Man? I don't know. They they kind of like just shot out Eleven and just like all right, we gave you something, deal with it. Yeah, and it was mm. successful, right? Like very successful, decently. Yeah. Like, they went back and did those remasters on like every. I don't know what they got left the remaster in Mega Man series other than the Battle Network. I mean that's that and that was like supposed to be this year that that's rumors coming out next year. So or the Legend series, the 3D maybe like and that, that hurts, man. I don't want to talk about that. It hurts. I love me some Legends and Trombone. And Mega Man 64. Where does that fit in the timeline? Uh, I beat both. I beat Legends and 64. I don't. 64 is a bad version of one of the Legends games, right? Or it's the first one, yeah. Hits? Okay. It's the first one. The second Legends game, like, Legends 2 was so freaking different. Like, they, like, they expanded the world and everything. It was like a... I remember sitting there staying up, like, late at night before I went to school. Like, I was in high school playing Mega Man Legends 1 on PlayStation 1. I think I remember staying up to, like, midnight and beating that game. I still remember to this day. I still remember I to Mega this Legends. day. Yeah. Was it the Resident Evil of Mega Man's? Which one is that? <laughs> oh God, no! That was that was like because uh... they're all Dark Souls of Mega Man's. Yeah. Are they? They're not really that difficult. I never beat a Mega Man game. Shits are hard. That was like the Mega Man Legends is like the only Mega Man game I've actually beaten. The 3D one. Yeah, 
Because uh, one like of the misses favorite games of all time is. No, it's, it's beatable because I'm not getting like constant enemy respawns. If I step back two uh, steps and there's like an enemy respawns from there, I'm like, great, now I gotta go through all that ninja guiding bats swooping down and knocking me off the ledge, <laughs> falling down to my death. Yeah, knockback. Castlevania of Mega Man games. I tried playing Mega Man Legends when you saw me. I, I got through the, all the original robots and got to the wily stages, and it's like it's just bullshit. It's just nonstop. Like it's just stuff put there to make sure I fall and die. I'm like, I don't know. How, I was like, fuck this game. I yeah. couldn't you were playing that on on your last playthrough. I was on Xbox, I believe. I was doing it on there. I, I got through all of them. I beat every one of the robots and got to the wildest stage. I can't get past the wildest stage. I was like, fuck this game. And I never played it ever since. One of uh, the Mrs. favorite games of all time is Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. I'm like, how is this? Dang. But it's, you know, it's like those obscure franchises that you get introduced introduced through Game Boy, where luckily this one is at least somewhat similar to this, you know, the, the native one, the the console version i guess it's just strange i'm always like okay sure mega man i love mega man for game mega man it comes out of nowhere (laughs) if you talk to anybody who plays games there's always that one game that's got somebody on something that's uniquely different that's how it usually is so uh friend of the show russell's acquaintance um she keeps bringing up lion king on that disney collection and she says she's about to beat it and i'm like i don't think anyone has ever beat that game i'm not sure how you (laughs) is that game even beatable that's 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 what I thought too. I thought it was I thought it was impossible. Like there was a I, bug or something. I I played the Genesis one and thought I was like maybe maybe it's because of the Genesis version. And I went to the Super Nintendo one. I was like no, it's just me. I suck. And I was like I never. She said she's fighting Scar, so I don't know how far into the game that is. And I uh, who's that... it has to be towards the end. That's like the final boss in the yeah. the movie, right? It's Scar. Unless unless they're gonna pull like a Final <laughs> Fantasy and then somebody comes from another dimension and be like, oh, the Scar from the whole time. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, Mufasa steps out. He's like, you thought I was gone, son? Yeah, bitch. Go. He just got Final Fantasy. I was like, oh god, here we go again. Rafiki pushes uh, Scar off the ledge at the last second. And says, bitch, I'm the bo- final boss. Rafiki would make a good ass <laughs> boss. Come out there, super buff. I'm like, what the. That sounds like something that would would have been done in the 60s days too. He keeps just dodging you and bopping you on the head. Yeah. Doof. Doof. Oh, that's a score. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yep, all oh, us singing that. Mm, taunting you and just bouncing around and murdering you. You never can get a hit on them. And it's, it's just haunting you in your sleep, just having nightmares yeah. of that song to play in the background. I thought that game was impossible. So I, I've been telling her that. So I'm glad that I just didn't make that up out of thin air. It she is, should, um, it's unbeatable. She should, she should stream it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, no camera needs to be involved. Just streaming. Just no voice. Just streaming. Just being the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've still got that capture card, Brian. If there's ever anything you want to knock out, this is the this official is, no podcast. All we have capture. to do is, is we all pitch cool. in and we we all put ten dollars in and buy her a copy of that game on Xbox and just have her stream from there. She doesn't need anything else. I'm almost willing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> is it under the no podcast banner? Do we do we bring yeah. that as a guest? Sure, yeah. yeah. Just just put just put you sitting there acting like you're playing it, but really she's like <laughs> sitting off to the side doing it. You're but like, I'm it. gonna do it, guys. I'm I gonna do, do this. She don't need, yeah, she don't even need like, to be there. She she can just play and you can just um it's just your reaction to her playing. Like I didn't even know you could do that. You know, just the whole time. <laughs> I'm willing to spend ten dollars. Yeah. Let's do so it. Brent's Brent's kicking in ten as well. <laughs> We're up to 30. And now it comes with Jungle Book, right? So it's actually three <laughs> games. You have to beat the Disney collection. <laughs> uh, Holy crap. 
Also, I love how we won't spend that much time on news. It's been 20 <laughs> minutes and we're through two stories. Yeah. It's going to go well. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll run in. I'll I'll run through the second one real quick. Let's do it. This quick. is quick. And I'll do the third one after that, or the fourth one very quickly. All right. So. Oh, God. Paper Mario. What's wrong with it, Brain? <sighs> Nintendo Online uh, Expansion Pass Plus seems to continue to run into lots of little issues. But, Brain, so, that's more expensive. I'm, I'm surely I'm getting a great product. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like Nintendo's taking the proper care uh, in order to tailor the emulator that they're using to these games. They're just kind of doing a... So so I've actually seen something about this. Uh, apparently, the reason those games uh, on the Virtual Console used to run so good on the Wii and then again on the Wii U is because the person mm-hmm. that they actually had developed them um, not only developed... Right an emulator that could run the games, but would actually go through and manually tweak the emulator for the specific game so that they all ran the way they're supposed to. I've read that somewhere. And then they yeah. didn't have them during the Wii U, right? They were gone by then. Yeah. No, he, he, he was still there and they, they just, just, they, they put that weird filter over it to, you know, for epilepsy. I think it was, even though okay. most of those games didn't really have many flashing Thing. But anyway, um, so when that, that person's gentleman name is pretty important, when that gentleman left Nintendo, um, they just decided uh, to kind of come up with with another emulator, and now they're doing a kind of blanket emulation. And they're using the same one now that they used uh, last year when they developed the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And it's the same one that they used for that, that they're using for the uh, expansion pass. And the problem is it's not being tweaked for each individual game. So that's why we have all these issues like uh, latency and frame drops and all this things. Because anybody that deals with emulation, you know that there's a handful of games that'll run really well but then you start throwing some of these more difficult games you start having a lot of problems depending on the hardware depending yeah. on the what limitations and uh, that's your why settings I, and your back end and your emulator and things like that so that's why fpga has been such a big deal in the community is that it's literally emulating the machine so you're not having to do or it, yeah it's providing the exact resources from the machine so you're not having to deal with that sort of stuff and like wedge it back in there so <laughs> what's going on is aside from the standard stuff, like I said, frame drops and, and some input lag and things, people are having an issue where uh, there's like a specific tree that if uh, and there's a video attached into this that's actually linked uh, from the Reddit uh, Paper Mario. And the dude just walks up to this tree, smacks it, and then his game uh crashes backs out of the emulator and his save data is gone wow uh and apparently (laughs) avoid the tree (laughs) apparently it's not just that there's certain boss fights uh within the game where if you lose to the boss for some reason the game crashes and then you lose all your save so use a combination of the quick saves and the save states of the game 
because for some reason it's just a bug with this emulator. If it crashes, then it wipes your save data. So you're telling me this is the Dark Souls of Paper Mario? Yes. <laughs> this is this is the the hard mode that uh, they've incorporated into the uh, N64 emulator for the Switch. It's like the Nuzlocke version of a uh, Pokemon, but for Paper Mario. Yeah. Like permadeath and everything. It's like you die, you lose your save, and you have to start from scratch again. Pretty much. Oof. You have to find your body from the previous uh, <laughs> gameplay session and no, get all like your that. items back from the dead Paper Mario. It's like, it's like watching those those Nuzlocke ones for Pokemon where you're, if your Pokemon faints, then you have to treat your Pokemon as dead and, and get rid of it and trade it off. and like They add these extra rules to it. Well, have you, yeah, have you not seen these, Richard? Where, no. Yeah. People <laughs> go into an area and the first Pokemon you encounter in that area is the only Pokemon you encounter and... If you don't catch it, then that you're out of luck. You have to go somewhere else to catch another Pokemon. And yeah, you can. If your Pokemon faints, you treat it as dead. You release it. Yeah, you release it. Yeah. So like, I have I've seen people release their starters because they uh, screwed up and let it faint on accident. So. Why would you do this? Pokemon yeah. hard mode. It's yeah, it's hard mode, man. It's the Dark Souls of Pokemon. That does not sound like a good time. I cannot find this emulator author, and he was god tier. Uh, he disappeared from the internet. That's what he wanted. I guess so. I, they've had a good. Was it NERD, the European group that does like the they did the sixty four one for the Switch? I can't remember that. I read that so long ago. That's the one. I, I thought using. they had a good internal group. That's the one they're using though. Is that is yeah. that emulator that they're they've created? And it's it's, a, it's not good. It's a decent emulator, but like I said, it you can't one size does not fit all for emulation. When it's when it's just plain software emulation, you've got to be able to go in and manually tweak settings. Yeah. All right, Paper Mario, not that great to play on uh, Switch Online, just like Ocarina of Time. And I said it before here, folks, and I say it again: just everybody buy a Wii U, play Paper Mario on that. I know of one that's available if someone's interested. So we can discuss that later on. I still got to get my damn account unlocked. Oh, Brant, you did have the. Yeah. You did have an issue. <laughs> uh, moving on. This comes from Engadget. The PlayStation Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake can be upgraded to integrate after all. Mm. Uh, this was added this past Wednesday as a. Two Wednesdays ago. Yeah, a couple, um, Wednesdays. <laughs> a couple Wednesdays back. Uh, a tweet from Final Fantasy VII Remake, the official account, said, Starting this Wednesday, PlayStation Plus subscribers who previously redeemed Final Fantasy VII Remake via PlayStation Plus will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version of the game. Episode Intermission, the DLC featuring Yuffie, will be 25% off for a limited time. I know Cesar mentioned enjoying the Yuffie DLC. She's one of my favorite characters. She was awesome. Yeah, so I've I've now got the whole game uh, for thirty five bucks. But there are people out there that were lucky enough to wait until it came to PlayStation Plus, and then lucky mm-hmm. enough to wait to get the free upgrade. So you could get the entire upgrade plus DLC for all fourteen bucks. How do you? Um, what is the path to victory as far as making sure you have the PS five version downloaded? How, does it tell you if you go in the store or? How does that work on that interface? Uh, Y'all know? Because I only have the... I popped in the the, PS4 disc, and then... 
I can't. I think I went to the store, and it was you could select the PS5 version. And I think it just said download. I don't know. It sounds like Borderlands. My Borderlands yeah. experience. I don't. I don't know if they said there's a limited time on time frame that you can do that from. I could. I assume you're still able to do it. Yeah. I just wonder how the download works. Like if you go into, I guess if you go into your purchases or whatever, your PlayStation Plus library, it'll be in there, uh, and you could just I, select the PS5 one. It just yeah. the article. The article links to Polygon, and Polygon notes a correction at the bottom. It says the previous pre- pre- version of this post mistakenly said the upgrade from PS4 to PS5 is free. Players must pay for the upgrade. Square Enix hasn't specified pricing. I don't know what the pricing is on the upgrade. So, Weird. but they've said you can upgrade from the PS4 one that we got. After yes, initially you could not do the upgrade because it didn't consider it something that you owned. Right. But you have to pay something. I don't know how much it is because uh, I already. Uh, yeah, you would be the one to look for because I already have it, uh, mm. like a digital version on mine. Yeah. yeah, I might test that out and see what it looks like because I forgot Borderlands was pretty straightforward. You pop the disc in, and then it was, it would say, go to a PlayStation Store for PS5 version or something like that. Like it has a. It has a way of recognizing the disc, yeah. but I wonder about the digital one. Moran, correct me if you're, I'm wrong. I know you went through and did the upgrades already on yours for the PS5 stuff, right? Yeah. On some of your games. Because I, I know after they, they take away some of the upgrades on some of those games. So that's yeah. why I went through and just popped all my discs that I could and just did the free upgrades. I did the oh, same. Away. Yeah. Aside, aside yeah, there's some from, that they took them away. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from, um, what was it? Tony Hawk, Pro Skater. Because that was 10 bucks. Yeah. 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 It was like. They were like, yeah, you upgrade and blah, blah, blah. And then you pop it in. It's like, yeah, it's a $10 upgrade. Yeah, I think I looked up a guide and every game that I had on there went ahead and did it because they were they were taking some off. They were like, they only did it for like six months or a year or something like that. And after that, you yeah. had to pay the, for the separate version. So I went through and just upgrade and unlocked the upgrades for everything. Because once you unlocked it, you're good. So yeah, you have that digital license. You just have to pop the disc in, right? You need the PS4 disc to play the PS5 yep. digital. Yep. Yeah. That's it's like the, the PS3 to PS4 thing. So yeah. Assassin's Creed and Battlefield and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Bandai Namco. What did they trademark? That was in our news. Um, well, they trademarked Klonoa Encore in Japan and Wahoo Encore in... I thought that was Europe. <laughs> in- uh, I skipped ahead. Anyway, it's the Klonoa games. <laughs> Bandai Namco trademarked Klonoa Encore in Japan in September 2019. Encore is the subtitle Bandai Namco uses for its remastered game releases, such as, uh, was it, um, not Drill Dozer, something else. Was it Drill Dozer? What? No. It was uh, Mr. Driller? Mr. Driller. I'm getting my drill franchises mixed up. (laughs) And then the most recent one is Bandai Namco trademarked Wahoo Encore and 1 and 2 Encore in September of this year in Japan. Wahoo's the catchphrase of the Klonoa series titular protagonist. Um, The trademark was also filed in Europe on December 20th. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those ones they did like on the Switch. Where it came on Switch and then like a year later comes on everything else, so... Trademark was also filed in the United States on December 17th. Yes. So we could definitely use some more Klonoa. So hopefully that is coming up. What do you think this will be? That we win maybe? Or one and two together? It'd be nice to have a collection, all, yes. It did all, say one and two Encore. All five games? I'll take all five games. All five games? All five yeah. Klonoa titles? Mm-hmm. All versions of the Klonoas? 
I'll be happy to take all five. Yes. So hopefully there will be news on that soon. All right. Somebody bring us home with your games with gold. And I didn't pull it up, but your PlayStation Plus titles, which we talked about two weeks ago. <laughs> it just got <laughs> announced yesterday. Uh, games with gold. You got uh, Nero Voider. Uh, ground. Um, Radiant Silver Gun. Which, you know, I'm a shoot 'em up fan, so I'm Which is the highlight. I mean, that was a That's such an really obscure, the... expensive game for so long. Yeah. And then Space Invaders Infinity Gene, which is also another kind of like shoot 'em up type thing. So mm. uh like I said, like Richard mentioned, the Radiant Silver Gun's probably the the big highlight on there, at least for me it is. I mean it's a treasure game. Uh it was made from the Ikaruga style, and this was a originally a Saturn game, I believe. Yeah. I don't think this was not one of the ones that came on GameCube, did it? I know that Ikaruga did later afterwards. So. I, I don't believe Silver Gun was on the GameCube. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think this is when we first got it was when it was came on like Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, that's when I remember it. But these are your games with gold. Uh, not a bad month, right? No. I mean, Silver Gun's obviously the the highlight there. And I'm okay with Space Invaders. Yeah, it was um, it wasn't on the GameCube. It wasn't okay. No. And then <clears throat> PlayStation Plus, we which was announced what today? Damn. It was announced today. It kind of leaked like two years last ago. week. Two years but. ago. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just stuck in 2020 nonstop. Um, so we're getting Deep Rock Galactic. Danger, Darkness, and Dwarves on uh, PS5 and PS4. I heard that was actually really good. Yeah, I've heard the same. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers on PS4. And then Dirt 5 on PS5 and PS4. Uh, not too shabby, I'd say. Yeah, Yeah, this one's a good month. And then uh, Dirt is a good one to get because a lot of times those Dirt licenses uh, are like go the way of the Forza where they, yeah. uh, they get delisted. And it is uh, 120 frames per second, so it has the increased uh, frame rate on PS5. It is a tourist trophy of uh, racing games. Tourist trophy. I still remember playing tourist trophy, and I was like, oh, I can put this on 1080i on a fucking uh, PS2. I was like, oh, okay. It did. It was one of only a couple games that did that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I think I sent Cesar the video. There's a like a cheat code for Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc. For PS2, if you name your save profile PS1 and you're running in progressive scan, you can go into like the option menu and it'll literally change all the graphics in it to like this anti-aliased. It looks like a PS1 game. And it's the D-Make. It was D-Make. Yeah. It was it's a weird. D-Make. Yeah. It's built into the game. It was fucking fascinating. That's cool. I'll, I'll send you that leak, Brent. I've been trying to find one for that ever since. I think I have it on Xbox, but... From what that person um, uncovered, it was just a PS2 thing where you could put PS1 in there. And it, it's built into the game. You just play the whole game looking like a it's like a smeary. You know, obviously, it's not that wouldn't have run on the PS1. It looks better than kind of like the 8-bit games of today. Like, yeah, they're taking advantage of the hardware and stuff. But it, oh, it's super cool looking. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. They kept it hidden like they kept that uh, Super Nintendo version of Rayman hidden. Oh, God. That thing is bad, though. Have you seen footage of that? Hey, Rayman can't run on everything, man. You wish it would, though. Jaguar, 3DO. Ran better on the GBA. Yeah, 
launch title. My cousin had that and Tony Hawk. Those were his two uh, GBA launch games. F-Zero is my first game ever on GBA. F-Zero is a good one. Yeah. We need more F-Zero. I can't wait till we get it on our uh, Nintendo Switch online and it's going to crash and run less than 60 frames per second. Brant's going to summon Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> and uh, we're going to summon I'm trying. F-Zero. I think F Zero is all of our push. Legend of Dragoon is all of our push, but we're yeah. specifically responsible for these. Cesar Gier's Klonoa. I don't I've know. I always wanted another that, Klonoa. I, I love Klonoa. to that fire. Yeah. I've always, I yours? mean, I, I still have fond memories of playing the GBA versions. Mm-hmm. One and two. Those were very, very good puzzles. I think, right. I, remember, I think I specifically remember playing the first game while my family was watching As Good as It Gets in the background. Interesting. I don't know why that stuck in my head, but it's still there. So That's a good movie. I just, that memory, I don't know. I don't remember the movie. I played the game. Not as good as it gets the game, but playing <laughs> all the games. So. It's funny how we have associations like that, right? I uh, The first time I ever tried reading Fellowship of the Rings, uh, I was look, listening to Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. So I can like literally remember tying those two together. Anybody else have anything odd like that on the subject? I did a whole bunch already today, so. Yeah. I mean, on you, Brand. Come on. To... Winter, winter, chicken dinner. The Christmas, my brother and I got Pokemon Red and Blue. He had a Game Boy Pocket, so it had a better contrast. And I had the, the original Game Boy. But we would play them like my cousins came in town that Christmas. And we I remember playing them like going to get a Christmas tree and that kind of stuff. And like we're just in... My mom had an Astro van that could fit like it felt like 15 people could go in there and there was no lights like she didn't let us have the overhead light on because it was distracting to the driver. But we would like wait. We would lean outside, <laughs> you know, waiting for bits of light. Yeah, it was RPG. It wasn't. Yeah. Passing. Yeah. It was an RPG. So it wasn't demanding like it wasn't a platform or someone going to sneak up and just murder you. So you had time to try to wait for something. But we were and so you get glued that- to little weird adjustable worm light thing that you can put over the, it that yeah the book warm or whatever they call it i had a i had a worm light very briefly well for game boy color i bought a game boy color the spring right before the advance came out so i was going on a trip and the two zelda games had come out and i wanted those two zelda games and i didn't have a color by then so i got the color and then the advance came out right behind it which was dumb on my part but i had to have those two zelda games memories well, it's any other good like holiday. Do y'all have any holiday before we dip into games played and game of the year? Is there any like holiday traditions, anything you have to play through or you end up stumbling into? No, next year I did. I didn't have it this year and I was looking through some eBay listings and saw it and I was like, damn, I should have gotten that before Christmas so I could have played it. So I ordered it and it'll be here Monday, I think. So. Uh. What is that? It'll be here for next year or Christmas in July or something. Yeah. Think of think of July. Do you say? Think of um, a semi sequel to a Sega game that is Christmas themed. Oh, you didn't have the Christmas nights. No, I did not. I was given one at one point. How much is it? uh, Yeah. What is the value of Christmas nights? Well, this was a bundle. I think. It was like 50 bucks or something for nights and, and they're they're the imported versions okay but it's nights christmas nights and that 3d pad with the yeah. uh the joystick the 3d so. pad is excellent as you know 
Have you I used have, one? I've used one at your house, but I've I haven't okay. owned one yet. I've been looking. So very cool. Christmas nights. That is a good tradition. People were showing off like a Donkey Kong Country 2 and there a whole snow level in that one. Or snow Christmas type thing. Holiday themed music. Uh, Cesar's favorite N64 game, Banjo-Kazooie, I think, has a Christmas one. Unbeatable game. <laughs> Unbeatable Dark game. Dark Souls of Banjo-Kazooie's. <laughs> it's the Lion King oh. of Banjo-Kazooie's. <laughs> Lion King is... I don't... I'm gonna shake the hand of the person who can beat Lion King. So yeah. here's the thing: if I find out she beats it, do we do we get her on here to stream beating it, like Derek and uh, Zelda Two? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we they don't have to be on camera. We just need we just need the footage of them like playing the game. Like, oh, this is what you do because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. We in can that sit game. here and react to yeah them. I'm gonna get actually I'm beating get the Derek. unbeatable games. I'll get Derek here locally. That'll be a couch game. I, like, yeah. let's go. I still like I, I don't think I've ever played like I played Lion King. I played Aladdin. I don't think I've ever played the Jungle Book and I bought that collection with the Jungle Book. So I was like, my I haven't either. I don't I don't ever remember playing the Jungle Book at all on any of the like SNES or Genesis. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe try it and see. So I was like uh, the one out of any of those. And it was past those, I guess. But to- I played a lot of Toy Story for Game Boy. I wanted it. I was in Toy Story Mania. And Toy Story I was good on Genesis. It. Also, I had a lot of fun with that one. Game Boy was a little rough because you had these big, you know, the the way the mechanics of the game worked with Woody like throwing his uh, his pool thing as a lasso. It was just the sprites were so big and slow on Game Boy and they would fill up the screen. So if something was coming after you, you either had to know it was there and start throwing that lasso or be jumping and hope that so much of that is like trying to jump and make sure nothing Mm. hits you. But, you know, I was maniac for it and my grandmother didn't leave the house so she didn't shop or anything so everything was a penny's mail order with the wish book brant do you remember wish books yes i do brant remembers wish books yeah and so we would circle you know we would circle certain things what do you really want and get those big thick catalogs that's it yes oh. just be stock full of toys and amazon tries to do the same thing have you seen those amazon ones they send out yeah. they're not it's especially not. this one this past year i was like yeah. man what is this this is this pales in comparison to what I was sent as a kid in the mail. And it's Toys R Us you know. and yeah, Sears and JC Penney's. And you look through all days, those at man. a kid, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you those just get days. a marker or a pen and start circling away. And you would find you would find stuff you didn't know was out. Yeah. That's yeah. how you discovered new stuff, too. It wasn't, you know, we were reading gaming mags and stuff, but something would slip up and be one of those catalogs, and it's like, Oh, no. and, that's, and that's how you looked, and you saw the game called, uh, was it Phalanax on Super Nintendo with the old guy on the cover, and it ends up being a shoot 'em up. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? How do I buy this? <laughs> oh, we could have an entire episode on bad game purchases based off of screenshots or cover art. <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> well, that, that's the opposite effect. <laughs> Some of them don't make sense, you know, or they're just really, really bad, or they're a cash in. That was a big thing then, right? Like Ninja Turtles, and but none of the Ninja Turtles I think are objectively bad. That first one is very hard, but I don't think yeah. any of those games are. are I can never beat the fucking water level. Diffuse the bombs, in my ass. Nobody's like I think it's. I, I've gotten to like the very last bomb, and I never have time to defuse it. And like, okay, so here's a the bit. battle toads of Ninja Turtles. Here's games. a bit. We get this person who Dark doesn't Souls play games, game. right? They don't have this history weighing on them. They don't have this years of decades of regret of not being able to beat the damn level. 
And it's just like, here's the controller. You try this. You try this game and see what you think. <laughs> They're going to be Lion King. If they be, I'm going to message them and uh, see if I can get a screenshot or something when, <laughs> when they be Lion King. <laughs> or like hold down the button and get that 30 seconds. Yeah. So we, we can see what happened. Yeah. I've I, I never seen the ending. I, I just, I don't assume there was one. I thought this, I thought it was a demo the whole time. You just put that first part and never get past that. I think it's the end of the demo when you just keep dying. I've never gotten past. There's a you're either jumping over like you're jumping on the heads of something like drafts or sta- the stampede level maybe. There's something oh, where you have to do all the, these jumps. The Zazu level where he's singing all about that and <laughs> report bullshit. Do y'all know that was Mr. Bean? I didn't put that together until a couple years ago. It's yeah. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> did you know that, Brant? No, I did not. Yeah, Zazu. Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Bean. <laughs> Most upbeat role, role ever. Yeah, he's the advisor. Uh, I guess we'll go into games played. We're having, I'm just having fun chatting. I, I, I was hoping it would be this kind of episode where we just wander in between subjects and shit we want to talk about. We need to have an episode of just that. Yeah, just random bullshit. I mean, that's every episode, but just, just rambling about memories and ordering from catalogs and and stuff like that. It's, I don't know. We probably delve into that a bunch, anyways. I mean, I can tell you the the. The first game I ever bought when my when I started working as a, a bagger in a grocery store, first game I ever bought with my first paycheck was a Suey Coden Two, forty Ooh, bucks. That turned out well. Yeah. Hey. Your five dollars an hour turned into a decent wage, or it turned into a decent product. Brent, what was your first paycheck paid for game? Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I don't know. It would probably have been something. I don't know, because I, I, I honestly, I don't remember. I mean, there was probably something that I saved up my like my allowance for and got. Yeah. yeah. But as far as paycheck went, I mean, it, it might have been something for the PS2 or GameCube or something like that. Right. I think because I had a summer job for the first like two years that I worked. And then my first official job was at EB and that first night was Halo 2. And I think I think Halo 2 because I couldn't be there and not like I know I bought the music CD, the one with Breaking Benjamin on it and Incubus, all that stuff. I know I got the game and that at least. And I, I think I got something else that I just don't know where it's at. But pretty sure it was Halo 2 with the with the job. I bought a slim PS2 that had come out right before then. I bought a slim PS2 with Katamari Damacy, but I wasn't. That was off my summer check money. So, oh, probably one of my best purchases uh, because I didn't have a uh, debit card. I had a checkbook at the time, and I found a flea market near where we would go and and vacation in Florida in the summertime, and that's where I got all my boxed uh, Saturn games except for a couple. So, like, Panzer Dragoon 2 and Clockwork Knight and uh, Tomb Raider and Mr. Bones and, like, six other ones. I think I got 10 or 11 games. It was 40 bucks on the Saturn oh with, those, with those big jewel boxes. But it was, it was 2002, 2003. Nobody gave a shit about those. And it was this crappy flea market. And she kept threatening me, like, is this check going to bounce? I was like, no, you know, here's my here's my balance. 
I I work two months out of the year, and it's for a school system, uh, Brant, the school system that we are yeah. surrounded. It was this the the one and only this, the same one. I was like, so it's like a teacher. I get paid two months out of the year with two checks, and I know exactly what I have. This forty dollar check is good. So I wrote a forty dollar check for some of those. I need to take a picture of whichever ones I got for forty. I know which ones they are. I just got to go look at it, but. I mean, there's some duds in there. It's not gems, but I know Panzer Dragoon 2 was one of those. And then Russell got the Russell got the first Panzer Dragoon from Rhino Games for like two ninety nine or something. I think mine was uh getting Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on Xbox in that consignment store for like ten bucks. Mm. I need that one for my ultimate Xbox collection. That's why I was asking Brant how that store that local store how their Xbox collection looked, because I'm adding random shit. How much? How much is it on Xbox now? It's like it's a, it's a little under hundred, right? It's eighty to a hundred, I believe. Everything is except for that stupid brand. Just right offhand, I know Cesar knows because we've discussed it, and I've found some before listed. Do you know what the Holy Grail on Xbox collecting is? Do you have any? What would be your highest value Xbox? Oh gosh, one? I have no clue. So a good guess would be like Steel Battalion or Marvel controller. Yep, with the controller, and the, there's a sequel to it, and Marvel vs. Capcom. Those are both way up there. Uh, Def Jam Fight for New York is one of those. It's way up there, too. But the ultimate one, for some ungodly reason, the stupid Xbox collecting community has decided on this because there's so few copies. It is a... You ready for this? It is a Platinum Hits copy of NBA Ballers. What? Yep. That's the game. That's Almost goes game. for three grand, three grand. Look on eBay for Platinum Hit. Oh, my gosh. NBA Ballers Xbox. Oh, it's my gosh. Unbelievable. And it's for no reason other than this community has decided. There's actually Platinum Hits collectors out there, which I've looked at how they do their shelves with, like, all the green cases and then the silver cases underneath there. And I'm like, that's stupid. Who would do that? And I'm looking at mine like, that would look pretty good on my shelves. But NBA Ballers. Platinum hits. You could literally sell it and go buy a decent used car. <laughs> right? Right? So Golly. <laughs> yeah. Or pay for two years of school somewhere if you're, if you're off campus. It's bizarre, man. If you Keep your eyes peeled. NBA ballers, platinum hits specifically. The regular one, which is the same shit, eight bucks, ten bucks. Uh, a little bit more if it comes with the there was a soundtrack CD that came with it originally, so twelve to fifteen for that one. You're talking thousands of dollars for the platinum hits. That's for ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. Brand, you can put your children through uh, college, or you can buy uh, NBA ballers. <laughs> yeah. Or we could uh, buy put your son through school or Corolla. NBA ballers. Let him know. What, let him know what he's worth. Right. Buy an old like mid nineties Corolla. <laughs> I would have bought you a used car for your first car, but I had to get the NBA ball. Here, here's NBA ballers. I mean, if the madness keeps up, that might be a good investment. Yeah. But I found a listing on eBay today that it was eleven thousand dollars, and that was one of the games that they had prominently featured. They had, oh. I mean, they had. So I'm I'm looking at like seriously, I. I probably have more Xbox games than anything now at this point, just because I've picked off these offhand. The first Xbox, we've talked about this before, they did some wild shit with that thing, and it it got the better version for the most part of a of like the PS2 and GameCube titles. 
for certain things like the Silent Hill. We've talked about this on this podcast. It looks better in certain ways, but like the fog is not quite right on the on the I'm Xbox. Starting that bullshit Silent Hill. Too. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no definitive Silent Hills anywhere. No, the, and, the best the best version is the greatest is one on PS2. Yeah. I got this thing. And it's super fucking expensive. You saw how much that thing is? It's like almost 300 bucks. I was like, holy shit. I looked yeah. at the one I got. I'm looking at it right now. It's just a regular bastard version. <laughs> I have. Right next yeah, to my have, Silent Hill 3. I have the bastard version on PS2. And I have I'm the not, I have the Platinum Hits non-NBA Ballers version on Xbox. I got it on Xbox. I got it on PS2. Now I don't have the fucking Holy Grail Silent Hill 2. I have an extra Xbox Silent Hill 2 for some reason. If anybody's in in need hmm. randomly oh brand's intrigued we legit need to get together because i was talking in the pre-show about consolidating some rooms and that surplus box is getting to be a little unwieldy so maybe we can wheel and deal all of us at some point oh don't worry man I, if y'all need connect adventures i can get y'all 50 of them so <laughs> so <laughs> there, was a, there was a podcast walk I was into any to. goodwill yeah a podcast i was listening to about uh, preservation and emulation and things like that. That connect is going to be like they they found a way to add that because it has that USB adapter, right? So they found a way to really kind of get that into PC so it's able to be emulated, that sort of thing. So it won't be that that hard. But like the Xbox One uh, connect was a specialized, like super specialized. They ended up selling it for like medical things and stuff. And it it came with that adapter for free for a while, but then that thing got super expensive too. But they were noting that. Um, Connect Adventures is the best-selling 360 game. Did y'all know that? You don't say. Yep. As there's more copies out there than anything. I, know, uh, I thought Brand was grabbing a copy. From Goodwill. Huh? I thought Brand was reaching for a copy of uh, Connect Adventures. <laughs> uh, days gone. There was days are gone when he bought Connect Adventures. Don't tempt me. But there is a whole era of people, you know, that, that cycle that rolls around of nostalgia and wanting to, now they have disposable income and they'll want those games again. They're going to want Connect Adventures and the connect like that was the pack in that was the de facto the mario brothers duck hunt of that of having to use that connect so i thought that was an interesting note that they brought up i ran into a gentleman while working near the mall okay uh and he was an older gentleman and he was wearing a, an nes hat and i complimented him on his hat he's like man this was it man and he's like i'm trying to find one and blah 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 and i told him about a couple local game stores and things like that it's like yeah he's like because i just want the old console i want duck hunt i want mario i want you know and me and him talked for a second about about video games cool and how you know back when that was it you know we we thought it couldn't get any better um he's like yeah. still he's like still these are up there for me man they, it won't get any better these, these are it so yeah. somebody somebody posted on twitter i think i retweeted it they always like we had this expectation for next generation right we had these leaps and bounds and they showed 91 and 2001 and i think what they showed was like either sonic the hedgehog or mario world which we know are timeless they're beautiful games then they had like dead or alive 3 it's like this was the jump of 10 years. This is what we got. <laughs> right? Those are two drastically yeah. different games and and just how our medium has has evolved in that you look at that 10-year gap and I mean both of those still hold up so they're timeless examples but have yeah. we had that sort of jump from there? I think you have to delve off into like 
the Wii where you have different control types or VR where you're you have a different type of interactivity. I guess you could argue for HD is is that sort of jump maybe. I don't know, but everything everything comes back around. I mean, with indie developers being indie developers, I mean, mm-hmm. 2D has made such a comeback, a comeback in pixel art and even even like janky polygonal 3d stuff is kind of making a comeback like it's 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 to that point where it's one of those things where it's it it looks so bad but it's good you know kind of thing i've seen a couple indie games with that ps1 look that like that that low poly filter i don't know like you said brian a good game's a good game and when you settle into when you settle into it the sheen of this Looks like it came from 96 or 86 or 2016. It kind of fades away, and you just get you just get enveloped in that game, no matter how it was when it came out. Cesar has suddenly found a game from 2016. No, I'm looking at the chat. And I'm happening there. So. Rest in peace, John Madden. And we have a Russian person. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I. I was more concerned about that. I'm, I don't know what those. Oh what God, was that's phase that's two. Be done, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yes, John Madden. Do we need to bring up John Madden? Yeah, we video should. Game, video game Titan. Tough acting to acting. Man who only I rode on buses. Yeah, only rode on buses. I will 100% acknowledge John Madden for the great person that he is and dumbing down. I won't say dumbing down. Presenting football in a approachable way for anybody via broadcast. That was, I think, and that, that helped me because I would watch those Monday nights that he was on with with Al Michaels. I wasn't part of the Pat Summerall era. I'm too young for that, I guess. But, you know, making football simple. My sour note on Madden, and it's no fault of the man himself, is that the retailer that I was chained to for three years pushed us so hard to pre-order every Madden every year as soon as one would fucking come out, we'd be pre-ordering the next one and holding tournaments and and putting them on loop and all that kind of stuff. And I, I actually have fond memories of setting up computer matches of Madden and then hiding the controllers on our little demo machines that we had set up in the <laughs> store and uh, just letting them go <laughs> and seeing who won. But, I mean, that John Madden apparently got... So we're in the age of people can't really hide who they are, right? We eventually find out this was not a good person or this person, here's how they really think about things, the way, just the mm-hmm. way everything is connected now. And we didn't have this before. So you would like have these these 30s and 40s stars in Hollywood that would just be horrible people, but they were movie stars, you know? They were, fame was lavished on them. And they were remembered famously and all that kind of stuff. But in today's age, it seems like we always are in touch with or we eventually find out somebody's true colors. And he is somebody who never had he never had that record tarnish. He never was he never was a bad person. All these stories coming out now are just they're heartwarming and they're he sounds like an awesome person. So John Madden uh, next year's Madden definitely has Madden on the cover, right? Is that what we're going to are we yeah. going to stamp that yeah. in as it's a prediction for next year? It's got yeah. to. You got to put Madden on the cover of Madden. And he was on the cover for a long time. And then they started doing the the athlete licensing thing and making that a big deal. Or taking out the athletes as they uh, put them on the cover. Oh, yeah. The Madden <laughs> curse. Yeah. The Madden curse lasts until, what, Brady won one or Mahomes won one? 
Brady. I think won. it was Brady and Mahomes. Yeah. It hasn't been cursed since. Now they keep, they keep putting Brady and Mahomes on it every year now. Like the uh, his name escapes me for soccer. He was on there forever. Messi, Lionel Messi. Like he was on there. Like they had Messi and yeah. had, for us out there were like one random person on there for the American version. But Messi. Yeah, was I know. There. They don't know anybody. This is the only soccer player they know. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, here's some here's some fun trivia. What is the most recent Madden game everyone has in their collection? What do you guys have? When's the last Madden you added and put on your shelf? <laughs> Madden 92. None of us are football gamers, so I know I have some for PS2 and Xbox. Madden 92. My brother and I actually pitched in and got the Wii version when it came out. I think I was still in retail. That's the last that's the last version I sold was oh Seven with uh, Sean Alexander on the front because the Wii one you could snap the ball you know when you were the quarterback you snap the ball with the Wii remote and then you would yeah you know, it was it was not that detailed because it wasn't Wii remote plus but you would like throw we had to have that version we bought that we bought that one specifically and it was a good version of Madden does anybody have a next gen version or I want to no. say I found an Xbox One copy somewhere I think I have an Xbox One copy. I do remember too. Um, uh, they rushed out that Madden 06 for 360 for launch, the one with Donovan McNabb on the cover, and it had none of the features of the PS2 and Xbox and GameCube one. Yeah, it it, had, that it was career. it was gimped. It was there was nothing in that thing, and uh, and people were so upset. Like, yeah, sure, it looks good, but there's nothing in this version. You do not want this one. And we didn't do any tournaments with that one. We did. We did only uh, the PS2 and Xbox ones on that one. Madden 09 is the last Xbox title released, and it's very expensive because of that. The one with Brett Favre on the cover. More knowledge I'm imparting on you, podcast viewers and listeners. Yes. All right. I've had fun rambling. I would like to have a ramble cast at some point. Would that be fun where we don't have anything we have to talk about? We just ramble? I don't know. Maybe. It's been fun to me. Do what? Rambling man, so <laughs> we're the rambling man. That was episode title, I believe. Yeah. All right, games played. Uh played a little Halo Infinite. Uh still playing with my brother. We've not made a lot of progress. We're over the bridge and on to that next area. I think Brent, you've gotten at least I know you've gotten past that, but uh so over the bridge and kind of exploring a couple of those places, you know, picking up some more marines. Uh, we took out another objective or whatever, like a, a bad guy that's not one of the main towers. Um, picking up audio logs. We're kind of skipping over things. We're not being 100% completionist with the areas because I think, first off, it's not that much fun to try to find the stuff. You know, you still have the scan, like the Tomb Raider, hit the X button, and then it shows you where kind of everything's at. But there's so much stuff that it'll highlight, you know, like weapon caches and um, those uh, power cells that you pick up and throw. You don't know what is an audio log or what's not. So we're kind of filing those away under when we play the multiplayer one. There'll be four people looking for that shit. So then we then we can all try to, you know, find that stuff collectively. So we're not really actively hunting that stuff down. We'll look around for a little while, but we're not wasting a lot of time. If we find it, we listen and we listen to it because they do add to the story. Um, the Marines are misbehaving a lot. Like if you try to load them up in the Warhog or the Razorback or something, 
you're honking at them and they're just they're looking around at something that doesn't exist <laughs> we've drawn a lot of parallels to the first halo but sometimes it feels like the ai is from the first yeah. halo. <laughs> like get in the jeep fuckers let's go we dropped you off here we killed like two people we didn't move but 20 feet from the vehicle get back in the fucking car let's go <laughs> um but we're having to their deaths yeah we're having fun with it and um it's it's awesome. That campaign is great. It I'm still gonna argue it should have launched or it should have been delayed at least. And just let people focus on multiplayer until that until that campaign, you know, four player co op or at least two players, just something. But um I'm happy for what it is and it'll we'll talk about it later on down the road. Uh the other game that I got into is Golf Plus for the Oculus Quest two. This is a full-fledged, licensed uh, golf game. <laughs> so imagine we golf, right? Where you would like look at the screen and you would line up your shot and all that kind of thing. But just imagine that in VR. So when you hit the ball, you can track it. You hit the trigger on the back of the Oculus controller and it's tracking you. And you can fly with the ball and you're like looking over the scenery and that kind of stuff. And um, it is. I did a little research on like the best golf game for this platform and this was recommended and it was part of their sale over over the Christmas holiday. And uh, it's a social game. So I played the first round I played of it with friend of the show, Dale, friend of the show, Russell, and fr- friend of the show, Jeremy. So we were all able to use, I talked a couple weeks ago about the Oculus team or the, the group chat thing where it's just coming over the speakers and you don't need any dedicated headset or anything. And it's just it's just there and it was super clear, but you could still hear the game audio. And it's uh, we're all playing on the easiest difficulty, so it wasn't you know it's pretty straightforward getting to the hole and 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 lining up your shots and your putts and things like that. But it's uh, it's a very good golf game, and it was on sale for twelve ninety nine, I think. So it was a lot of fun for the four of us to jump in there and just just talk trash back and forth. And uh, one of the views, like you can you can bounce around. Like I said, there's a teleporting mode where you can look at the course from any angle. And then there's also a giant mode where you'll like your avatar turns super huge and then you're like way above the course. But then also your club is huge. So you're like lean. You can (laughs) you can wave your club down in front of somebody's face when they're down there and you can literally see them turn around and look up at you. And there's just there's some really cool VR scale things with that uh, with that golf mode. So that is highly recommended. Is that it with the quest? I think so. Moss was on sale, so I'm really going to give Moss an honest effort. Um, they gave it to us free on PlayStation at some point. They gave it to us free on the Rift at some point. So it was on sale on Oculus, which the Oculus store and the or the Quest store and the Rift store are two totally different things. But um, I figured, you know, I've gotten this game free twice. Let's let's throw them in some money. I think it was 20 bucks for Moss on that one, so I'm going to give that a shot here in the next couple weeks. Uh, the other big game we got, I want to make sure I get the title right, or the other big game I played. Uh, Googling real quick, sorry. Uh, there we go, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. <laughs> Have y'all seen this? Do you, do you, are you aware yes. of the Home Circuits? Okay. The cat, That's the, the cat one that it. just had a update to where it lets you pair two cars to one uh, one system. Rather than having everybody have their own system and cart. Okay, I did not mind because as of very recently, um, we now have two switches in the household, which was a massive hit. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, Santa set up the switch in the bedroom, I guess overnight, and they were amazed that it was already ready to go. Um, on Cesar's recommendation, Santa did re- factory reset the console, so it was ready for them to log into and kind of make their own, you know, and, and practice. Mm-hmm. It makes you, like when you first set up a Switch, it makes you pull the controllers out and use the Joy-Cons separately and then put them back in. It's kind of a ingenious introduction to Switch, If even though it's common knowledge now, but if somebody's a new adopter to that platform, it's, it's kind of a good walkthrough. So uh, my oldest child got Animal Crossing, and uh, the youngest got um, Mario Kart, the regular Mario Kart. So they've been kind of swapping back and forth. It hasn't it hasn't been a big deal sharing the one Switch, though I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were going somewhere today, and I said I I announced over Alexa, bring down your Switch console. So it takes like five minutes, and I'm like, what is happening? Just bring me the damn thing, because I somehow that one got made the primary. So every time I try to do something on my Switch, it's like checking to make sure you can do this content. I'm like, fuck, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to deactivate that one and I'll add it back later. And uh, then I'm getting angry. I'm like, where's that Switch? Come on. And uh, here comes my oldest. And they have brought the dock. They flipped down the back and like unhooked all the cables and brought the they, precariously. They got the consoles in the dock. <laughs> It's like you said you wanted the console. <laughs> I've got the dock. I've got everything. I'm like, I'm like, no. I see what you meant. I'm sorry I was mad, but no, you just popped the thing out. It, oh, it no. is the thing. So there's been some funny. You know, we were old enough to know clearly. All of us old ass bastards. We were old enough to know what the switch was, what it did, how to interact with it, things like that. And I assumed they had been around one. I assumed they knew what was up. But it's there has been a learning process. They didn't know how to do Mario Kart two players. It's like we have the we have, we took the two Joy Cons off. It's just one would hand one the controller, one had the other, and they were literally co op and like you've seen people play <laughs> you've seen people play Breath of the Wild with the split Joy Cons. They're doing Mario Kart like that. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> They're competitive. They were finishing. They oh, weren't like wow. they were like fourth or fifth. <laughs> oh. That hey. one steers. That one steers, and I do that. They were making the double dash version. If they're having fun, you know, whatever. Oh so I'm like, no, no, no. All Blow right, their but, minds. Yeah, this was working. It's fine. Let me show you what to do. Go here. Go to multiplayer, and then it's going to bring you into the screen. Then you reselect the controllers, hit L and R, and then you're each one. And then they played like 30 seconds of that. And they decided, the screen's too small. Let's go back to the big screen. And I was like, yeah, that probably makes sense. It's a, that's a good decision. So there's been, a, there's been a learning curve, but they're taking care of it. And the oldest is checking Animal Crossing, uh, even though I had to read a bunch of it to them. All the, you know, it's a very, I'm like, uh, they're getting old enough to read. So it's like, you got to start reading these yep. things to yourself and, and getting these, you know, if you want to know what's happening. So now the current drama is I can't make a shovel. So I've got to figure out, I've got to go up there and help them. You know, I can't make a shovel. There's stuff I want to dig up, but I can't, I don't have a shovel. So that's where we're at on that one. Uh, I did transfer my Island from my previous console. So I do have that on mine. And I did, I did set up the OLED. I guess that's something in the past couple of weeks. And I haven't, I haven't done much with it, but that is a, I was just, you know, looking at the two menus next to each other and it's like, Oh God. I probably wouldn't have known if I wasn't able to directly compare it, but that 
the OLED is freaking gorgeous, man. Just all mm. the Nintendo, because all the Switch stuff is red, right? So you see that red popping like more than anything else. It's just it's right out there. Uh, but back to Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, we have two Switches. We have a Mario car. We have a Luigi car. We did not know what this was going to be. Like you see videos of the cats chasing and and that sort of thing. And initially, I let them set up the course, and it was this real small, you know, probably six feet by six feet thing. And I'm seeing all these signs. There's arrows telling you which way to go, and there's the gates and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. So use, we have kind of a loop in our living dining room area. I was like, use this loop and set this up and see and see what you get. And so what it will make you do is it will go in a free roam type thing. So you, there's four gates and then there's arrows telling you which way to go. So if you want to curve it around certain things. So we were trying it right after Christmas. So the Christmas tree was up. So obviously the Christmas tree is going to be an obstacle like a Chaco Mountain when you're going around the edge of the volcano and you might fall off. But uh, everything's pretty flat level and the cart works on our carpet perfectly fine. It, it keeps flying on through. Um so they set up this course and it kind of it it lets you drive it and then it will kind of tell you, hey, do you want to do you want to set this course? So then you drive it again and then it will create a Mario Kart course based off of that. So you can either do it native, like where you see the, you know, the tree, the Christmas tree and my couch and my kitchen chairs and that kind of stuff. Or it will add like snow stuff and it will create levels based off of that. Mm. And it is it is more advanced than I ever thought it was going to be. They never had any lag. Uh, the camera was perfect. There's a camera on top of the Mario Kart thing, and it, the figure's super well built. I should have brought one of them down here. Like even if you if if the game was twenty bucks and you just got the figure, no game, it would be a great looking Mario Kart figure. The the tires are real spongy. Um, the figures look really really good, and they're animated in the game. So when they're driving and they try to back up, like the Mario or Luigi will turn around and look over their shoulder as they back up. Uh, the items, you got your blue shells and red shells and things like that. And it just, it's awesome. I would, I could not believe what it was going to turn into based off commercials and marketing. And you, you heard people talk about the cats chasing them. And stuff. the cats were interested, but, uh, going through those gates and the way it renders them, like the gates turn into these living things. They're cardboard cutouts when you put them in your house. But as that camera and that cart drives underneath them, they turn into these living like a Mario Kart, you know, gate that you would go under. And the arrows turn into these, they have arrows pointing a certain way and they, they turn animated like neon signs and they're like, go left, go right. Uh, you know, whatever that is. And uh, it'll add in AI opponents for the, when you do multiplayer, if you want to do like Grand Prix and stuff. And it just, it's so awesome. Like if it's one of those things, like the, the upcoming Pokemon game seems like what I had envisioned a Pokemon game would be when I was a kid. And this almost seems like, a space age Mario Kart or something. I don't know. Just something that it wasn't available when I was playing Mario Kart 64. And I, if I had imagined like the greatest Mario Kart experience, it would have been something like this. But they love it and they, they're dying laughing and we're watching them. And it's just, it, I can't, when you're watching it on the Switch screen, it's like, I can't believe this is a thing. It just, it looks incredible. I uh, highly recommend. I can't remember if it's on sale anywhere or not, but. If you can, uh, especially if you have two switches available and the games, are, there's no software in the box. It's a free download on, off the eShop. So maybe that's the only negative is that it's it's tied to whatever that digital download is. And, you know, for however long that server's up that you can play this Mario Kart live circuit. But 
Um, we never had any con- camera connection issues or frame rate tears or uh, the things ran out of battery. That was that was it because we just took them out of the box and started playing with them. I didn't uh, have the foresight to charge them beforehand, but they're USB-C. The charger's on the side of the of the cart on the figure, so you just like slide up one of the side panels and plug it in and it's ready to go. So we haven't actually dove back into it since then, but we had a lot of fun with those this weekend, both of them. So should uh, you should tweet at Nintendo and tell them to do F Zero versions of that. Hopefully, we'll get sixty frames. I would play an F Zero version yeah. of this. Absolutely. I don't know if they move fast enough for that, unless you simulated, you know, getting between no, those gates that it was just so much faster than you're you. You got you got to put that motor in there for that uh, F Zero, so it take off toes when it runs into people's toes. Toes <laughs> <laughs> is slicing off. The only thing we ran into and literally ran into is they tell you in the setup to weigh down your gates. And I'm like, why do you have to? Because this piece is a cardboard. So one of them would clip the gate, like with the tire or something, and it would either drag the gate with them or move it. So that may be something to do. We were just testing it out. It wasn't like a permanent Mario Kart day setup, even though we ended up playing for like an hour on that first battery charge. But that might be when we have an actual course that we want to, like they want to do this course. We'll put uh, a deck of cards or something or a glass or something down on that cardboard just to keep it from shifting if they hit it. Because they, they hit stuff a lot. I hit stuff a lot because I, I gave it a couple of races. And it's uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Mario and Luigi version. Highly recommend. They're, they're quite good. And so the DK Mountain didn't ruin you like it did for Double Dash? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we hadn't played that course. That ruined Double Dash for me for... <laughs> It's been about, what, three years? We haven't played it since then. Yeah, I still I think, have that save file. We could still try to beat that cup. I think that was the the breaking point for us. Was that uh, he came out? I have beat that game years ago with a friend of the show, uh, Joel. Many, many years ago, we played through all Mario Kart Double Dash, all circuits. I still wanted to do it, though, and have it on that memory card, but we'll get there one day. You just have a reminder of... Uh, Something that never happened. Yeah, like that, like uh, it beating Halo One. Um, yeah, I've never beaten Halo One, so. Uh, Cesar, tell me what you have been playing, if not beating. <clears throat> um, for me, I ended up finishing up Psychonauts too. Um, mm. I did everything, got the platinum. I think it took me thirty hours. I love the clips you posted. That game looks awesome. Game is a lot of fun. It's, it's very, uh, very well written. Um. Ah, it's a good ass game, man. Uh, like I said, the the story on there is great. Uh, they tied off any loose ends. Um, so I mean, there's no lingering story bits on there. So because I guess if they were afraid that they wouldn't be able to make another one, that they wouldn't have to mm. get any uh fan uproar on there. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Outside playing through that game, I never felt once that the game was too long or it was uh short. I thought it was just the right amount. Um, and I was like good 26 hours i think it took me to go through all the levels and everything and i think the yeah. extra four hours is me bullshitting get 100 on everything right just to get the platinum but and in which i didn't have any issues with it because it's like i said like i said before like the way they do like the collect you know the collect-a-thon type thing it's not like all right let's fucking put this across the map and you got to do like lord knows what to get over there and then you're screaming like this is impossible and throwing the controller at the wall like banjo kazooie but um <clears throat> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but fine. Yeah, sure. But uh, 
it's uh like I said, it, it's entertaining and it's uh it, I don't know, man. I, it, it's a good ass game, man. It's still one of the best looking games I've ever I've ever seen. It's best it's looking. up there, in this for a PS4 game. I, I I need to fire up the the Series X version of it because I know that's probably even looks better since that's a native version of it on that one. Um, and just to look at it, I mean, it's good enough for me that I would I would go in there 100 percent it again on Xbox. So damn, I. I enjoyed the hell out of that game. The game was a lot of fun. Um, after playing all through all three of them in a month span, within days of each other. Um, outside of that, I did play the new Cotton game, uh, Rock and Roll. Uh, that came out in Japan uh, Christmas Day. Uh, got shipped to me, I think, uh, two days ago. I got the PS4 one and I fired it up. Uh, this one is made by uh, Studio Saizen. Uh, I think they they make the Umi Sai games, which is like that, um, like a side scroller and like strange, like a, 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 a sword of the stranger or something like that. Some not sword of the stranger, that's an anime. Um, strange, I forgot what it's called, but they, they made these like offshoot games. Uh, Co Princess is another one they made, um, where they're like in between, they're not like a triple A studio and but they're not like an indie studio, they're like a double A studio. Yeah, yeah. So this is Cotton's 30th anniversary. So not Cotton from uh, King of the Hill, but Cotton, the video game <laughs> series, uh, 30th anniversary. And, fitty man. <laughs> <laughs> so like this was part of their Didn't celebration. Chance, so right? like th- throughout this whole year, we had a remake. We had Saturn ports, you know, within the, and this, this is kind of like the last thing he did. So like um, it's. It's like a like a greatest hits of like a cotton games. It's, it's done very well. The music music is very good. Um, it, it's a it is a shoot 'em up. Um, there are certain bits where you have to do with the character facing forward to collect all the tea thing. There's a a tea ceremony thing where it's like it's always been cotton's thing. Like you always had to collect them for bonus points at the end of the level, and then there's certain levels where you just get them at. Um, but the music's well done. Um, the story's simple. Uh, there's like Willow Candy in there, and she's used. Uh, they coerce her into collecting them, and then she finds out like this giant witch has collected them all in outer space and is trying to destroy the world with it because they ended up bumping into her with one of the arguments that uh, Cotton had with the fairy. Just some random bullshit. It's like it's lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference in this game is that that's the only story mode, and I think it took me an hour and fifteen minutes to go through the whole story just for that that whole thing. And it's not terribly difficult because you can do it on uh, medium, hard, and an infinite. Now, I think medium is if you're new to shoot them up, so it's probably just the right, right difficulty. Um, okay. The only difference is I, I felt that the bosses were a little bit easier. So I think if you if you play shoot them ups a lot, going to hard, uh, it might be the best balance. And I never played the whatever the other one is. I, I forgot what it's called like a special more. Like I think it was I think it was infinite. It was not infinite. It was like a, I forgot what it was called. It was infinite something. Sounds different. like it lasts forever. It, it, it is a difficult one. So they they had it up where you just get different. And like you said, as you go through and get different orbs, you get different attacks, which can turn into homing missiles, fire, and it, depending on there, it's like stand up, shoot them up stuff. So uh, I, I went through that. It only took me about an hour and a half. When you beat the game, I mean, before you meet the game, you have like a, a character a roulette of different characters from different series that are owned by success who owns the copyright to Con now. So it's like a, Umikase, you can choose her. Um, there's some other uh, characters from other series that I'm not familiar with. We can choose them, and they play differently. So, like, they'll have different um, special attacks, which is like, you know, the standard bomb one. They always have them chew them up, and there's one where she just collects enemies and just kind of 
rotates them in there and chains them all up together. And then there's other ones that like they'll have a bazooka on there and they all play differently. But I mean, that's pretty much all you get out of it. I mean, if you go through the story mode with those characters, it's still told through Cotton's perspective on her perspective from the first story mode. So once you beat the game, it's done. So if you play with another character, you're getting the same story again with the, that you always like got skin. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more, I mean, you mostly, most of the time you don't really play these games for story. I mean, it's, yeah. it's neat, but mostly you do it for the gameplay. And the gameplay is done very well. I don't think I had any character in that. I felt like I played all of them. I didn't beat the game with all of them, but I don't think I, I played with all of them. I don't think I had any that I felt were bad. Or, you know, I was like, ah, got bored. And like, why am I doing this type of thing? Am I doing this for the trophies or just fucking around? You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point. But all, they all play well and they all play differently. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, at least that's cool that... You know, even though it doesn't really do anything changing the story wise, it, it it's always neat when they put in different characters and change up the way you play the game and the way the, the character plays, which kind of gives you a reason to, to run through it again, you know, because now you're you're doing things you might not normally do or having to rethink how you're playing levels because it's not it's not the same character. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like, and it's like you said, it's like they all play differently. So, I mean, as you go through there, there's, you know, you can play the levels differently in different ways. So, mm-hmm. it, so it still feels fresh, even though it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. but the story's the same. Um, The other game I played, and I know, I mean, we talked about this before, is I I, I played Clockwork uh, Aquario, which is that game that wasn't, what did they say, was a, was even longer than uh, Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> it was like the, the longest unreleased game. Really? Uh, I think they they went back and I gave, the guy who who created the Wonder Boy series was making this and this was an arcade game and it's called Ar- 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 Clockwork Aquario and it never was never finished. Um, and then they found the code somewhere and they went back to him and they asked him if he wanted to finish the game and he went back and he did it. Um, it's not a terribly long game. I mean, you can probably beat it within an hour, but it is definitely a arcade game. Uh, Ryuchi Nishizawa was a guy who did it. He's the, the guy who did the Wonder uh, Wonderboard series. And the game was it was a clock according to Wikipedia. Clockwork Carrier was originally intended to be the last arcade game by Whetstone, developed in 1992 for the Sega System 18, and pushed the hardware to its limits. And then it was canceled in 1993. And then they went back and finished it this year. So, however long it was longer than Do Nukem Forever, but they finished it. <laughs> So I think that's what somebody had put that down. It's like the World Guinness is for the longest unfinished game that got done. So mm. um, it's it's an arcade game. It, it is what it is. Um, I don't I don't know. It's like you you choose three different characters in there. Oh, one's a boy, one's a girl. I think uh, it's Huck is the boy's name. Ellie is the girl's name. And there's like a robot gash. And as you go through the levels, you pop like these balloons and you can use these balloons to advance to the different levels. And you have these other enemies where you jump on them and they kind of like low, uh, you know, a different color, and you can pick them up and throw them at stuff, and then you'll get other items from there. Um, it's definitely something from its time. This is definitely from 1993. This is not something that was designed recently from other games that have done on there. It definitely shows its age, and it's not very long. You have some kind of boss that no story explains what he's doing. He's the final boss at every level you're in there. He's kind of <laughs> like the robotic of that level, and he's just jumping in different machines that you have to do different beats to destroy. Um, and then as you go through, you just collect gems and other items in the level and you get, it's all based on high score. It's like, a, it's, it's arcade, arcade, arcade yeah. ass game. And this is on Nintendo switch and PS4. I think it's like $20 digitally. I think strictly limited did like the physical release for it. I think I, I bought the physical, I didn't think I did buy the physical release. I mean, they actually came in, 
uh, pretty early than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I think they're going to there's going to be a Japanese physical release that's not going to be limited. I think it's going to be more e- easily attainable that oh. uh, you can get uh, from Amazon or PlayAsia. Yeah, and the, the game's done in all English, anyways. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting to look at, and it's, um, like I said, it's something I definitely would have probably played in arcades if I was in. I think '93, I was still in Germany. That was something I would have probably played in Germany, and it's another quarter sink because I think the way to design this game is like a lot of these games that they run like off on emulators, and it seems like it's an emulator game. They give you like um, unlimited credits. That's the only thing I I have not. I don't know. That's something you unlock in this game or not. When you start the game, they they expect you to play like the original arcade game. So you can't sit there and, and keep popping in credits to, to beat the game if you want to. So you, you choose either easy, medium, or hard mode. And based off that, depends on how many lives you got. So easy, you get like nine. Medium, you get six. And I think hard, you get three. And the game's hard as hell. It's, it's not easy. So it's like uh, <laughs> I'm going through. It's like I, I couldn't even get past like the like the first complete set of levels without you know going through all my nine lives. Because like, it's just it's. It's a game. It's an arcade game. It's like sometimes they they put that bullshit hit boxes where they expect you to lose quarters on. So yeah. you know and sink quarters into. Yep. Um. It, it's in there. That's just the way it was. So the you know to get the game to last long. So longer. Keep you but, coming yeah, back. It, it's pretty cool. It's some it's something cool and need to look at. I, you know I think like for twenty dollars it's not that bad. Um. I don't know if you want to buy the physical version. I think it was like thirty nine for that one. That might be a little bit much. But unless you want that piece of history or not. Right. Um. Not gonna take up too much time. I, the other game I've I've actually because I haven't actually jumped on any of my consoles recently. Uh, I started playing a uh, Sukihime on PC, and that's a visual novel, and that's it takes place in the same universe as a uh, Fate Stay Night. Um, I'm playing the original one first before I play the PS4 one because we didn't get a translated version of the PS4 one. I have imported that one for PS4 and Switch. Um. There's not much I can talk about on that one. I think I've put like only six hours into it. I'm only in the first chapter. So like you, you play as a Tono, who's a kid who got into an accident when he was younger and got like stabbed from some kind of uh, glass that's in his chest and it leaves a huge scar. And then he starts seeing these lines in the world, like cracks in people and in furniture and on the floor. And then he noticed that he brought a knife and just started going along the crack on the bed and it sliced it in half. And so he didn't know where it came from or what happened. So like this, uh, Aoka come, shows up out of nowhere and kind of explains the whole situation to him. He's like, Hey, you know, this power you got, be careful. And she made them these glasses where they make the lines go away. So he doesn't see them. Mm. And, and this is like when he's like nine years old. So like he gets disowned from his father because he, he he's considered weak in his family. And so he ends up living with like some, uh, some aunt and uncle and they, they take him in for the next nine years. And then randomly he gets a call to come back to his home. Like, uh, he, they come back home and he, he leaves that family and he starts going back home. And it's like, he finds out his father has, has already died and his sister's back. And she's like the, the head of the family now. And he's trying to reintegrate into that family name in there. And it's like, you're, you're interacting with these characters. Like there are four characters in there. And like, there's something weird going on. Cause like in that town, there's like a serial killer going around killing people at, in the middle of the night. And like, there's, there's spots of blood everywhere. But like, as it starts to slowly in world, then you like a lot of these people that you're surrounded by have these different, powers and different things going on that's very odd it's kind of like a it's weird as you go through because he's just trying to re get reacquainted with the sister the one that he considered he abandoned like nine years ago when his father disowned him because he like he never checked up on her and everything he just left her so he never followed up with her so like they're clashing and you can tell she has like this uh grudge against him like hey you just freaking left me here and she you know she wasn't happy the whole time you know and she was like raised in a way that she didn't want to be raised basically so 
So there's a lot of, um, I guess you say like drama in that area, but as you go through, you yeah. see his everyday life and it's like, he's getting pulled into this world, uh, slowly. So like I said, it's one of those visual novels that has different routes in there. So like there's a different route for each person and depending on which ending you get, there's, I think there's a true ending for each person, but this is like the, they consider this the prequel to like a face day night. Cause they, it's all in the same universe. Like if you ever, I would show you guys a video of like if somebody did a video on uh, face day night and like their storylines and how like all, if you think Marvel's bad, look at face day night. There's like fucking, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's like somebody lost breath trying to explain everything. Like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, but in this alternate universe, this happened. And in this alternate universe, this happened. And this is what would happen if this didn't happen here. And this happens over here outside in its own bubble. And the guy's sitting there like, I, 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 he's sitting there like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. He's like, it's weird because I'm explaining it to you and it doesn't make sense, but I'm looking at it and it makes sense. That's what he kept yeah. telling me. So I was like, I don't know, man. It's, like, it's one of those series that are like that. This is just part of it. Like they all take place in the same universe. Um, the last wow. game I I'll, I'll segue into this one because I know Brant's been playing and this is the last one I did was uh, Record of Lotus War, uh, Deadly and Wonder Labyrinth. Um, we talked about this last episode. Yeah, I think you brought it up. Uh, this one I, I sat through and I beat it all. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge uh, Record of Lotus War fan. Uh, I went through the books, went through the anime. It was one of the first animes I've ever seen. Renting them from Blockbuster on tape back in the day. I remember, I remember that being one of the old ones. Yeah, and it's like uh, it sucked because it was um there were OVAs, there were thirty minutes on each tape, and you had to rent the tape uh, thirteen times because there was thirteen tapes to get thirty <laughs> minutes. Uh, and it was super expensive. Um, like I can I can get the whole fucking thing on one fucking blue right now, you know? Yeah. And I paid sixteen dollars. I think it cost me like ninety dollars oh. to rent the whole series. So it was like, um. Yeah, it's, technology uh, it's like, has its benefits. Yeah, and it's like uh, like you mentioned last time, and I know what interest brand is. It's is is no lies. I mean, I'm, I'm, disclaimer. Um, I've played this in like 2019. This was on a uh, Steam, um, wasn't it? Early access games on Steam. They've been working on this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the final version came out I think last year. I think I, I've, I've like I said I've been I'm a record of Lotus War fan. I've been looking at this for a while. Uh, this is a good ass game, man. Um, it. it like I said, it plays like a Symphony of the Night. It's a, it, Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night. I'm doing tells in there. <laughs> I like um, Symphony of the Night. It's, it plays like Symphony of the Night. Uh, it's no apologies about it. it. It's straight through there. The music's similar to it. The the map system. I think the boss battle is right too. Brant is everything's all oddly like. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's they went pretty. Through, there's close. some stuff they went differently on, but I, it was almost like a like our, we know this works. We're, we're gonna go with it all the way through. Um, the only, and like I said, there's nothing wrong. I think we talked about this through text. I mean, I enjoyed it more because I know the story beats of it and I, there's nothing wrong. If you don't know the story beats, you can go through it. It's still a fun game to play. Um, I just know I got a lot more out of it because I, I'm familiar with the story. So, I, you know, and I, I know the creator, he, he kind of took a break, um, from doing the story for like many years and he started doing a new, um, light novels for it again. And this takes place right along the light novels. Cause like there's a hundred year break. Um, since he ended it and now they kind of picking up and they're going back between those hundred years and showing what happened. And the deadly is a, um, they don't really explain it in there, but deadly's, a um, she's a high elf and she's a, she's immortal and she doesn't age. She doesn't die. So there are certain characters she interacted with in those hundred years that they, they were regular humans and they passed. And there one of them was like her, her partner, her, her other half, you know, he like, that's what the whole basis of this game is like her getting over that person. So, 
Um, because they they just died of old age. So it was like um, and she's still alive. So it's like it, you know that's how the, the visual novels are going in this direction. This this kind of takes that story beat of that's where where it's going with and how it deals with. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you want to add any more to it, Brent. On there, but I, I did get my uh, mine came in from Amazon. Japan. Oh, that was the one I got. Yeah, yeah I'm, th- I'm thinking of good. I'm thinking of buying it physical for since I I mean I just bought the digital license. I'm thinking of buying it physical for Switch when I it comes out. I think it's coming here. Yeah, it's, we're getting a copy here, right? It's it's coming in Europe and nothing here yet. Yeah, Red okay. Art, Red Art Games is doing the European version. Uh, Japanese one I pre-ordered as soon as it posted on there, like a couple months back. Uh, I think you don't play Asia. I wouldn't be surprised if Limited Run ends up doing it. Yeah. So I know it, it's been delayed here on Switch because when I um, when I was telling my family about it, um, my son got interested in it as well. And I said, well, I, I looked when I was looking, it said that it was coming to all these platforms or that it was on all these platforms. And he mm-hmm. started looking on Switch and it's not on there. And when I looked it up, it said it was slated for the 16th or 17th of this month, and then it, it got pushed back into the 28th of January, I, th- I want to say. Okay. So, but it is coming to Switch, and I did see the, the physical copies for PS4, PS5, and Switch on those Asian storefronts, and as well as coming to Europe and everything like Cesar saying. Nice. Um, More like ways he, to play this one. Sounds like a, a oh my gosh. gym, as it were. It's uh yeah it's if if you enjoy the gameplay of Symphony of the Night the style, um it's that it's I it's more of that the Game Pass version. I um I remapped um the button controls because some of them are a bit awkward if you're used to Symphony of the Night. It it threw um, me off too, and I think I had to I had to like relearn it because every time I start up, I always ended up firing magic first for whatever. Yeah, reason. I, just, I was like, I, why don't I do that? I, I just like, <laughs> I re I remapped that um. Uh, is it the jump that needs to be swapped around? I, I remapped the jump to X. Yeah, because it was on circle. Yeah, it was on circle. Uh, and I remapped uh, attack. Magic's on square. And yeah, I rem- X is. And and the back the uh, like the backslide. I remapped yeah. that to triangle, and then like switching oh. your switching your spirits went to the that. Uh, D-pad, right trigger. Right? That's what they, yeah, instead yeah, of the D pad, I think the right trigger. No, was, you, had to hold, you had to hold what square for the re, to change your spirits, which sucked. Yeah. It paused, I was, ah. So yeah, I, I went to right trigger for those, and uh, left trigger is uh, bow and arrow. Because that's oh, a triangle. Yeah. So they've <laughs> so they've added um, it, like I said, it's Symphony of the Night, but they've added a few different mechanics. So um, rather than doing your like Street Fighter s combos to do certain magic moves you press a circle and it just does a, um, a magic and you can press and hold circle. And it kind of like brings up a quick menu, kind of pauses the game for a second and you can scroll through your different magics or, um, healing items or, or things like that and, and equip them real quick and then just press circle and use them and then press and hold it. And you can switch between whatever you need to. Um, and then, like I said, there's a, there's like a bow and arrow, so there's uh, a quick uh, kind of firing mechanic you can do. You just press the button, and there's little puzzle areas that you need to like fire the bow and arrow certain uh, ways. Like uh, there's like gears in certain areas. 
and you'll be yeah you'll yeah. be on one side of the room and you have to bounce your arrows off like pieces of metal in the ceiling to like have them go around the room and hit a rope to open a door uh and other little other little things and it's it's done really really well uh and at first i really wasn't using the the uh the arrows for combat and then i started doing it and it actually it helps a good bit yeah um and then the last thing that's a little uh kind of new to the formula is she has two different spirits that she switches between so there's like a um a fire spirit and a wind spirit and it shows up um there's a circle at the top of the screen and it'll change colors depending on which one you are uh using either red or blue and they actually level up so the more you use fire it'll kind of level up your um uh wind spirit and the more you use the wind spirit it levels up the fire um and it goes up to like level three and if you get hit it'll actually reset whichever spirit you're using it'll kind of knock it down a level and while you're on like uh, level three on the highest setting, you can uh, it, it'll increase the damage. It'll um, actually start healing you, uh, and you actually need to switch in between uh, wind and fire in some cha- uh, some cases because certain enemies um, are resistant to wind or resistant to fire. Um, there's also, am I thinking of of silver gun? Where you had like the the black and white uh, it's sim- shots. It's similar to like a shoot 'em up, mm. where there's certain areas where you, you can flop back and forth, and if you if you hit the matching one, then you're protected. You'll get a was yeah. it magic nullified or something like that, or yeah. drain, 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 or something else. You can so drain the magic on them. Yeah, Brian, so there's that in Ikaruga too, if I remember. Yeah, right. Ikaruga, Ikaruga as well. And so there's there's certain enemies that were fire um, different orbs uh, or even elemental attacks that'll be wind or fire. And if you switch to those elements and have them equipped, you don't take damage. And sometimes you have to do it very quickly in some of these fights and stay on your toes. Uh, but it's a pretty neat mechanic the way they um, kind of integrated that into there. Uh, but it's a it's a good ass game. Uh, I'm on stage five now. How many how many stages are there, Cesar? Um, there's six stages. Six. And okay, after that, so. it's the game's done. But this the sixth stage is um, the end, Brent. Uh, it's not long. It's just it's just boss battles. I'll leave it at that. I'm yep. not gonna spoil anything for you. It's just boss battles. That's it. So, so when you get to long. stage six, I think it's, we talked about. Yeah, I know, like I know there's hours. a, I know there's like a rush mode or something because I saw that in the trophies. It's, so it's not that bad. I mean, because like yeah. the enemies you fought before, you're you're a higher level because you level up, and it's like the first couple bosses. I mean, you're they're literally two hits and they're dead. Yeah, it's only the, the the bosses you fight towards the end. It's difficult. Just as long as you remember the pattern, you're good. Yeah. The only the only one that was a was a was a bitch. Excuse my language. Was like the the final boss because you have a boss, <laughs> and then you immediately as soon as you beat him, you go into the final boss. So you have to like oh no, you have to like juggle your health just enough gotcha. to like survive the final boss battle where you can make it throughout the end. I think that there's a couple times where. I, I, I died in the beginning. Then after I figured it out, I was like, okay, now I got to that boss without getting hit. Um, which if you do that, you get a, you get a sword, just FY. So um, huh. you can okay. go through without getting hit. You'll know what I'm talking about. You'll, it's like the bosses before the final boss. 
after the ball, a boss, a boss rush. So, and then, um, it's, it, that's the, to me, that was the hardest part of the game, but after I beat him, it was still satisfying. So, I mean, cause I think I beat it while I was watching Monday night football. So I threw that on the <laughs> phone uh, in the background. Um, other than that, I mean, I actually was on vacation last week. So, I mean, I had a lot of time to, to do some certain things. One of which was actually go game hunting. Mm. Uh, and I picked up a few things. I got uh, Patapon and uh, Final Fantasy Crisis Core for PSP, uh, Gran Turismo 2. What is uh, Crisis Core uh, these days? I want to say it was like 29. It really wasn't too bad. So, and I mean, bad. it's it's complete. So. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I bought I my get... copy from Circuit City. That'll age when I bought mine. Nice. <laughs> I bought uh, Doom for the 32X. How uh, much was that? Like seven bucks. Seven, what? Eight bucks? Yeah. Mm. It really was. Um, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the Genesis, which is a uh, it's like a side scrolling beat 'em up um, that I've seen and I've tried to get running on my flash cart, and every time I try to get it running on that flash cart, for some reason it just crashes. They got so you, I man. Just, so I just you. bought it. It was yeah, like yeah, they got again, you. You're like fuck it, I'll just bucks. buy it. Yeah. yeah, it was like six or seven bucks. So it was like screw it. Brand, the, did you get the McDonald's use. toys with it too? <laughs> What's up? Not to derail you, I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers. I got banned from Power Rangers. Oh and we no! Became, we became a VR troopers household. We are <laughs> VR. <very specific>. We <laughs> are VR. Oh, dude, I I knew oh. VR troopers, I knew Power Rangers, I knew oh. uh uh was it Big Bad Beetleborgs? Uh, what was it? Uh, all the is there a VR the... troopers game? Did they get a game ever? They might have. I don't know if we ever got it over here, <laughs> but there's <laughs> got to be. You remember? Uh, was it? Yeah, that's what's called games. You remember uh, Samurai Cyber Squad? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Matthew Lawrence, <laughs> one of the Lawrence brothers was the lead yeah. on the show. Before he got big. Oh my gosh. Really? There's some yeah. there's some crazy ones. Um and right, then right. I picked what other up type nostalgia did you dig up? Picked up some uh some N sixty four titles that I've Here we go. I've wanted for, for quite a minute. Um Wave Race sixty four. You've been hunting uh, that one for a while. I've been hunting that for a minute, and that's I mean that's not a hard title to find. So right. um Smash Brothers, I finally pulled the the cord on on Super Smash Brothers. You didn't have Smash Brothers? No, I didn't. This was the only copy of of a Smash Brothers game that I did not have. So now I own every single iteration of Smash Brothers. We got ours um, from the Walmart closest to uh, Cesar. My uncle wanted to get us a game one Christmas that we could play with my cousin, and I was I'd seen the commercials and all that, and I was like, "This is it. We'll play this one. <laughs> we'll play this <laughs> one forever." That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then, what is it? Uh, Jet Force Gemini. I okay. got I got a boxed copy of Jet Force Gemini. Nice. And then when I got it home, realized that it had been uh, at a video renting retailer <laughs> store. You sent us this old, picture. Old Blockbuster. Because I... Oh. I uh, when I was getting everything out and getting everything ready to, to open it up and check it and clean it and 
which everything was actually pretty clean and everything worked. You can't um, kill those cartridges. You just can't. Uh, Wave Race actually gave me a little bit of trouble, but I mean, it, it wound up working. It was fine. Um, oh, Brent, but this is your. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to bump the thing. This is your best friend. Really? This is what you isop- need to get. Isopropyl alcohol. This is it. I got That's turned on to this years ago. A guy uh, that I knew who had a l- huge amount of cartridges. His job was cleaning vending machines, and he got a hold of this stuff with uh, vending machine cleaning. And you hmm. can almost hot spray this. Oh, I would. I don't do it. Yeah, I don't but know could, if I'd do that. Right, but you could almost hot spray this because that's what it's intended to do. Yeah, the electronic cleaner. This is good. This is good shit. But uh, when I took it out of the package, it's got property of Blockbuster all over it. And then I even looked at the yes. back of the package, and it says, you know, Block Blockbuster. So that was yeah, a nice yeah. little surprise. Uh, and I, I mean, even, even seeing that, I was like, mm, I'm still going to open it and double check. Cause you know, I know I, you, even seeing that, yeah, it, I, you never want to be ripped off. Cause you know, you never know if somebody slaps something like that on there to be like, yeah, it's more authentic or whatever. But real quick, Cesar, the blockbuster you used to hit up that you're talking about renting these tapes from, was it the closest one to you? The one near the Winn-Dixie? Yeah. Okay. I got my first Blockbuster card from there, and it was the Sunday before 9-11. So I have a card that says 9, was that 11, 10, 9, 9, 9 is what my, I have a Blockbuster card Dang. that says that. And it was a copy of NFL Blitz that me and a buddy were renting, because he lived, if you looked from that parking lot of the Blockbuster, you could see his house. He lived on the other side of the street from there. All right, and so you want to go full nostalgia? Let's go. All right, so... <laughs> I used to skip lunch and then took my lunch money and then went to that blockbuster and bought used copies of uh, Sega Genesis games. I bought Art of Fighting, <laughs> uh, Fatal Fury, and I think Fantasy Star 4. I'll make it throughout the whole week and I'll just like go that Man. Friday and, like, and just drop it down there and buy um, their used games. We rented Perfect Dark so many times from that blockbuster <laughs> that we ended up. There was one other weekend, uh, my friend's mom took us, I need to get him on the show at some point, just even as a guest, he's a, he's a, we all have those like influencing gamers for mm-hmm. us. My friend Andy is one of them. I don't know if either one of y'all's met, ever met Andy, it's years and years. We rented Perfect Dark so many times. His mom took us to South Lake Mall because we were looking for uh, hats at Lids. And we went in KB Toys, it's more, <laughs> more, more era stuff. They had sealed copies of Perfect Dark for $10. And she was like, if you guys will stop renting oh this, rent this fucking game, I will buy you both a copy. Just start, just play something. She, I mean, my parents were not that much into gaming, and I was able to bike from where I lived to his house. Like, I biked across the bridge to his house, and then we were always able to go to Blockbuster. And his mom was way cooler as far She was a substitute teacher at our school. And she was always way cooler about uh games and like when the dreamcast went down to 99.99 she got him one then like she had put it on layaway at the same walmart that uh i was talking about earlier this all these like small circles but uh that was such a good memory and i'm like no you don't have to buy that for me and like i'll you know I, i'll find a way to get it i'll come back i'll bring back my mom i'll get it she's like no you guys play this every every time you're over you guys are playing perfect dark i need to get you a copy so <laughs> that was that was pretty cool 
Oh, back to Brent. Sorry, Brent. Brent, sorry, Brent. Blockbuster copies. Yeah. Brent, don't so, Brent, don't you dare bring up Blockbuster and, and <laughs> not expect this flood of memories to come through. And then we would get like you would hope. I'm still on Brent's shit. <laughs> then you would hope you got the same cartridge. Like, please let it have my replays yeah. and my teams and yeah. my save on there. Please, God, don't don't let somebody have saved on there. And I still like to this day, if I get a used cartridge, I won't save over somebody else's thing. I'm like, I know this is mine. They got way further than I did. I'm going to save here. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to protect the sanctity of their 98% Kirby's adventure. I'm not going to save over it. You didn't, you didn't delete also. their uh, Ben's Drown copy of uh, Zelda? Oh, God. <laughs> Specifically their Ben's Drown copy. Or is that the one you do delete? You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm saving over this shit. I don't know. How does one know one has the Ben Drown copy of Zelda? It was a very specific game, wasn't it? It was like Ben, I think. Yes. Remember? Yeah. So you've drowned as Ben. How do you know you have Drowned drown? Ben. That's what it was, his name, right? Drowned Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they? Wasn't that like an April Fool's thing or something? Wasn't that like I something? don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Creepy, it's a creepy pasta. I know that shit's creepy. Somebody put, posted a video on YouTube and it was it was weird, very weird. How long has that been a joke? Been drunk. Majora's mask. With the screaming child, I tear you suffered a terrible fate. Just screaming. Oh god, I can't breathe. Oh. Too many memories. Sorry, Brant. We didn't mean to derail you into Ben's uh, oh. Ben's drunk copy of uh, Brant's uh, games play. We're almost two hours in, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, of course, we had to test a few of them out. We played, um, we popped in Smash. It it already had all the characters unlocked. So yes. and we played that for like, gosh, a, a few hours. We Those just were going Unlocking back and the forth. So much fun. Yeah. You do a couple of them naturally, and then it's like, wait a minute, there's two more slots. How do I get these people? Um, but we we tore up that game for uh, several hours, and then I popped in Wave Race and was having trouble with it at first. But like I said, I got it working, and we started doing um, several of the courses and figuring out um, just figuring out all the different courses and and where to go and everything and uh, competing with each other. And that that game, the water physics in that game are actually pretty damn good. It's deep. It's, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good showcase of what the yeah. um, what the N sixty four could do. You didn't um, have just a two D plane where you're like, okay, if I hit go, I'm yeah. gonna go through here. You had a whole nother element with that. And the, besides that, it looked great. The water looks incredible. Yeah. But you had a whole nother factor of you know you can't gun your engine if you're like up in the air if it's bounced you yeah. up and you're off of the yeah it's it you have to play it to experience it and and for its era it's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still kind of mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Even for but for its era, it's it's exceptional. Because that's one that like I people benchmark stuff with, and you know, to mm. show you know every time they run you know an emulator on this thing or on this thing, and you know if we're emulating N sixty four or play Wave Race, and I'm like I've never played that da- that damn game. So, but now having played it, it's 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 pinnacle it's like yeah. it's definitely one of the n64 titles and that was my thing for water for a long time like okay oh, what's yeah. the water like in this game because that's always a good way to we talked about the 10-year thing earlier that mm-hmm. was always a good barometer like all right if i shoot the water or the ripples or you know how does it look um, hey man, all, all knows we need another pilot wings <laughs> we do need another pilot wings um i beat halo infinite 
Oh, he's done. Uh, with the campaign. I, be, I beat the I beat the story, the full campaign. Um, Funny. I'll just let you know that end boss fight uh, really sucks. It's one of those where boss is in the middle of the room. Uh, you fight them for a second, and then they kind of go in the middle of the room, and they're like behind a barrier, and you get to fight a horde of enemies, and you do that three times. And they wind up giving the enemies all the shock weapons and plasma weapons that freaking drain your shield in two seconds. And throw that in with uh, some elites running around and swords. Uh, there's at least one guy with a gravity hammer, so you know, fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, until not it's my not. favorite of the boss tropes, right? Yeah, and even on normal, it was just there were some st- there was some stuff that I'm like, this this it's really cheap. This is really cheap. So, um, but overall, the campaign's really, really good. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed the story overall. Um, I will say that um, I did kind of enjoy the the this new take, this open world Halo. Um, I kind of wish they would have had a little bit more variation in the overworld, though. I the mean, I do I do like going and exploring things, but a lot of the stuffs pretty similar like you said the ai is really really janky (laughs) with those marines um there's not a lot of incentive to go around and and do these other things we haven't seen it pay Um, off either outside of just clearing the the icon on the map right that's kind of all your the satisfaction do the is there any payoff for rescuing them or I mean, we not get that I have force in the Razorback so far. So, and we equip them all with rockets. Like we'll find rockets <laughs> somewhere. And get more rockets. But um, I mean, with the multiplayer, there were so many different. You know, you have that like um, level that's like a like a town bazaar kind of thing. Yeah, like a, it's a little city, and then yeah, um, all these you different. Never get that environmental. No, you have change. all these different environments and, and levels and stuff in the multiplayer, and. It, it seems that the overworld is pretty much the overworld and you can travel around and go in it, but it's pretty much kind of consistently the same kind of thing scattered throughout, or you're walking through those metal hallways and that's, type stuff. yeah, the, uh, you're walking through and, and that's kind of how the, 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 the game's kind of broken up. And I, I really, I mean, I do, not really have a problem. I enjoyed myself, but it's at the same time, it's like, I wish they kind of would have taken some liberties a little bit and broken stuff up. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to say this is compare a lot of games to breath of the wild, but <clears throat> it, you know, in breath of the wild, you could, you had those snowy areas and then you had the like lava areas and then you had those big yeah grass plains and yeah so you had all these different like biomes and things water worlds Mm -hmm. and with on uh virtual boy with this you're either in your middle hallways or going through these you know open areas or or rescuing some marines um or falling off the ring that's about it, that's about it. It makes me wonder what was this game before they brought in Joseph Staten, and then and what was this game delayed it after? Yeah, what was this game yeah. before they delayed that? What what did this look like? What what could you do? Yeah, very mm-hmm. curious. But I don't know. Everything is saved by that damn grapple hook. That grapple hook 
makes traversing combat everything it makes everything so much fun um that's that's a a halo staple from yes you would assume yeah we need to get back on the multiplayer i haven't i've been playing a little bit of the multiplayer they've got some holiday themed things going um you can get a red white and green cosmetic uh, color for your armor, for your okay. assault rifle, for your pistol, and as well as you know some other little things for your nameplates and whatnot. Right. Um, and then the last thing is I do this from time to time. Um, with uh, I was out with Richard a couple weeks ago, and I found uh, in a Goodwill a box. A full copy of the greatest hits of Legends of Dragoon. Uh, all four discs were in there. Everything was good. Um, Hell of a find. And it was like $5 and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just pulled it up on my Vita and pulled out pulled up my old game. Um, it's after I've beaten like the Divine Dragon and I'm like chasing after Lloyd. And Spoilers. I went and... I went and uh, fought Lloyd again. And Spoilers. In that <laughs> for a game that came out in, in 2000. Years. I yeah. want to play this game. I want to <laughs> play this game. I've been thinking but, about it. So, so I've never beaten the game either. I've I know I've gotten at least to the third disc before. Okay. But I've I've played through this game so much. But there's so there's so much substance to this game that it always becomes daunting. And I always wind up putting it down and then coming back to it because I love it so much. Don't um, forget, if you end up going from Vita back to the original, don't forget I have your memory card adapter. Yes, which I actually was going to mention a little later yep. and see if you can bring it back at some point. I can, and I never used it, and I cannot remember what Dude, game I, I intended to use it for. Just, just, just plug it up to your PS3 and start plugging in memory cards and uh, transferring stuff. Which one? Which PS3? any of them <laughs> just to have a backup and then I can yeah. Copy yeah yeah That's, yeah you're right that's what i need to do um but just don't forget i have it i know you have it um so i was playing it and my son kind of looked over my my shoulder and he said what are you what are you playing and i said i, I think you'd actually like this game you mm-hmm. you like rpgs he's like i don't know uh, maybe and on our trip to the game store He's like, so what was that game you were playing? And I told him, and I kind of gave him a basic, like a really small rundown. Um, you know, like, oh, it's it's about, you know, it's there was this ancient war, and um, and then there's you play as this main character who you know lost his family to this mysterious being called the Black Monster, and he's trying to he's been trying to hunt it down for years, and um, you know, he has this relic that was from his father and then he finds out that it's you know this oh careful 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 spoilers (laughs) spoilers right you you go ahead brand it's a dragon when it came out 27 years ago you're not spoiling anything for me sir it's a dragon spirit and you can you know use some of these people can harness these dragon spirits and somebody give me a thumbs up somebody give me a thumbs up when i can listen no i'm I'm good now let let me tell you about rose and how i feel about her character so so he you know he was like oh okay cool and then after we did everything that monday and came back he right before he went to bed he came and he says hey dad can um you mind if i 
play that game tomorrow? I said, heck yeah, man. And so a lot of the week was sitting there watching him experience the game. I was like, I, I got to be there to watch you with that opening cut scene and all, you know. I've seen it so many Oh, times. my gosh. So what do you start with? How is he playing the how is he playing it? Is he playing on Vita? How do you think he's playing it, sir? Uh, I, I, CRT, PS2, and the copy you found at Goodwill. I drug out the original PS1. I found okay. a blank memory card. Then there's that. Uh, I found him a uh, original DualShock. Okay. And, uh, yes, the copy at Goodwill. I said, you're going to be my guinea pig and make and sure CRT? that all of these work. And, yes, he's hooked up to the CRT. I was like, you're going to experience this game the way it was meant to be. And, yes. dude, he's he's like over 15 hours, 16 hours into it. He's on the second disc. Damn! Uh, <laughs> this kid is tearing it up. Look at him go with the PS1 uh, RPGs. It, it, uh, and it took him it took him a minute to um, kind of get the... It takes everybody a minute to get the the, the attacking down, the, the additions and stuff like that. And he still has trouble with some of them. Which I mean, even to this day, some some of those additions are the timing is kind of wonky, and I have trouble with them. Um, you have to learn the wonk. I think that's part of it. But dude, he's enjoying it. And I mean, he 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 really likes RPGs. I mean, Cesar, you'd even enjoy it because he's, you know, I was telling him about this game, and you know, saying, oh well, you know, it, this took like three or four years to complete, and it was like six, sixteen million dollars, and this was kind of their um attempt at making like a Final Fantasy S game and he's like, but Final Fantasy was on on PlayStation, right? I said, yep. And you know, they left uh Nintendo uh, you know after Shoney sh- Sony showed them what the PlayStation can do and you know CD based games and mm-hmm. and then he was saying, oh so yeah I think I think the last one that was on there was technically Final Fantasy six, which was actually like Final Fantasy three but it was <laughs> look at him, gaming historian. He's coming along, <laughs> and he was telling me about like he's been playing those on on I think one of the emulators I have him on the on the Wii, and he's telling me all about that. And while we're doing that, I was oh okay okay, and I'm sitting there ordering him um, the Final Fantasy seven eight combo pack for Switch for him for Christmas, and awesome. he's pretty excited. He's playing uh, I think he started seven the other day playing it a little bit so what a time man i was about the same age i was about the same age it took off send me a picture of the crt next time you have legend of dragoon fired up i want to see how it looks oh i, I have that i know it looks amazing that's on the um the instagram thing instagram you put it on there did you not see it no how did i, how did I miss you, this yeah it's, it's in the background oh shit. it's in the background after i got the uh which i uh i spent a little bit of money and I got a dart figure from 2000. This I saw uh, that. I like posable figure. It's on in the background. Yeah, you can see it. Volcano. He he just did the volcano edition. He's attacking the like the giant glacier dude. And I've got the Legends of Dragoon sitting up on top of the CRT. I'm the worst. Right behind that. There it is. No, these aren't the kind of screenshots i fetish over i need a full i need a full (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep i I see what you did there it's admirable but i I need more i need more to fit my needs all right i I hear you back there though 
I should have grabbed that set. No, I'm glad I didn't grab that set. I'm glad glad that you let me know. (laughs) I should have grabbed that set. (laughs) (laughs) Those Toshivas, man, they're beautiful. But uh, I guess that's it. And we should, if we're going to do game of the year, this one, are we going to skip it? We're going to just save it for technically next year. Over two hours now. Oh my gosh. Unless we just rattle off. We say like five or six things and that's it. Like, Hey, go back and find the episodes where we talked about this. Yeah, I've got a couple things, so that's it. If we want, so. if we want to expound upon anything, I say we wait until next week and lead off with it. All votes to wait. I'm, I'm gonna go with wait. I'm literally just gonna sprout off what I played, and I've already talked about it on other episodes. So I could do that if need be. I say if we want to give it the the attention it needs, we can wait. It's it's not that big of an issue. Yeah, it don't matter to me. So let's go with wait. We'll lead off next. Wait, okay. So game yeah, we'll, of the year that, that will be first one is going to be your first episode of twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, okay, fair. I agree. Yeah, twenty twenty season three. Because te- oh god, because <laughs> technically something might show up in the next three days <laughs> that changes our minds. It, it would could. be unfair to discount the next three days. It could. Yep. All right, that's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good wrap up. Uh, do y'all have anything you want to add to this episode? Doesn't sound like it. We talked about John Men. We talked about games. Talked about Blockbuster. That's our three. That's our three quota we have to hit. We had uh, random Russian fans jump in our tat. We did. Did they come back? Somebody else did. Oh, God. What is Vor.ong? Do we need to go there? Probably not. (laughs) Never click on random links. Vor.ong. I've never heard of a .ong. Because uh, you, you know what a dot and an ong is. Oh, come on, man. So, <laughs> Thank you, Russian <laughs> listener. Thank you, regular listeners. We appreciate you joining us this week, and we will catch you next week and next year. Goodbye. See ya. Adios. That was a good-ass show. Yeah.